So this evening I cooked up a sumptuous meal. Okay. A lovely Thai dinner for my wife and I. Afterwards, I was doing some cleaning, cleaning up the kitchen and the mess I'd made, and I had a stark realization. What's that? I cook. Mm-hmm. I clean. Right. I have a very bony posterior. Okay. And also, my genitalia is bone dry. All right. I might be the anti-cardi. <laughs> I might be the living embodiment of the anti-cardi. She don't cook. She don't she clean. Don't cook, she don't clean. Her genitalia is soaking. I'm the complete bet, opposite. You know what? I bet the story of how you got that ring is probably not entertaining at all. No. Huh? Yes. Yeah. My, my wife and I were married. We're in love with That's each other. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Cardi's would be so much more interesting. Be a lot more to it. Damn. The anti-Cardi. You're the anti-Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, dead lovely listeners. I'm back. He's back. In the, the podcast again. Oh, you're... Why are you in that saddle, though? That is... I'm weirded out by that. Well... A lot of people don't know this. The but horse we, is fine. I'm worried about the saddle. Well, it's actually not a saddle. It's a Sibian. We <laughs> record the podcast uh, riding Sibians the yeah. entire time. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to say anything. For inspiration. Well, yeah. Hence yeah. the constant hum in the background. Of our Sibians. Yeah. Just going off. Just going crazy. Railing us. Just uh, mashing them prostates. <laughs> Just mashing them. You a know? prostate. They did the match. <laughs> They, they did, did the, the prostate, prostate match. <laughs> the prostate match. <laughs> oh, man. I Big like Necro it. wants us to say it was a graveyard smash, but this was two alive people fucking in PG, the prostate match. pre-graveyard, okay? <laughs> it was a pre-graveyard smash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm back on the Chosen from my Hell adventures. Yeah. I've returned. Good. I uh, had a good old big-ass like productive it when time. We had a been on here. Dude. It's it, almost like you've been on every single episode except the one. Except for that one. Yeah. It does kind of feel that way, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, it feels like it's been a month of damn Sundays. It has, it's been a while since, since we, we recorded. recorded. Yeah. We had a Thanksgiving since then. That's what? true. That was a million years ago. It's so, yeah, that seems like two whole weeks ago. I remember basically. it as though it were only a meal ago. <laughs> that would have been a damn fine meal if it just ended recently. I'll say, dude, it actually was a damn fine meal. You oh, know, you had a good Thanksgiving? I'm not really one of those that gets super stoked on a giving yeah. of thanks. I'm like, the food's boring, yada yeah. yada. Can be, sure. Yeah, dude, Kate's dad brined spatchcocked and smoked a turkey fuck yes it was unbelievable i bet it was like it was legit like not yeah. you know i mean usually the standard for turkey is like yeah it's good for turkey right no, this was fucking just good, good yeah. man turkey can be good yeah, yeah dude it was killer dude so i actually did have a really great thanksgiving and stuff man that's awesome you got yours out of the way before we recorded yeah, yeah our we last talked about episode, it right? uh whenever we did the frighteners episode yeah right 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 yeah and, uh, you know, since then, we had a bunch of adventures that we're going to talk about before we get on to our review today yeah. of Odeed Thomas from 2013. It's weird they never pronounced it right in the entire movie. Yeah, Odeed they had Thomas. The whole movie. They said his name like a million fucking times, yeah. too. What if at the end, like as he was like rising up out of the desert toward Las Vegas yeah. for whatever reason, because Vegas. he was like, I'm fucking Odeed Thomas. <laughs> The end. I would have been like 20 out of 10. <laughs> the end was the real, real twist. Yeah. That was the ultra twist. His at the name end. had been wrong the whole time. So everyone constantly referring to him by his name and then being like, he's strange. 
No, they just had it no wrong. Sense. Huh? They had it wrong. He's they were OD'd. the assholes. He's OD'd, dumbass. That's right. We're going to get on to a review of that today on yeah, the show. We'll There's a timestamp for you if you just want to skip and get to it, but you kind of missed the good stuff. Yeah, we're going to be jibber-jabbering. Uh, Having uh, chinwag. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be catching up on the past couple weeks. Now, Ben, I think we got to start. And if anybody's already heard me talk about this on Jack of All Graves, we'll get ready to hear it again. Uh-oh, look out. I got my vast deferens severed. Uh-oh, you done been vast, vast, vastected. Vastedged. I got vastedged. You've done been vastedged. I got vastedged. This bloodline ends with you. It does, yeah. Pikachu. <laughs> it does. <laughs> me, me, Pikachu, I'm ending the Pikachu bloodline. I'm here for it. Good. Dude, you know what the world don't need? More fucking people. Yeah, I agree with that. You um, know? It was a wild time. And um, I don't want to scare anybody who hasn't already heard the story. I mean, I'm sitting across from you, and I need to get this shit done, too. Yeah. So you might make me a feared. I might be like, Tingo Miedo, <laughs> by the end of this. It, uh, me pee-pee. It was, it was such, it was probably the most, like, three stooges experience I've ever had wow. in a doctor's office. <laughs> And I don't like that idea when they're playing with your uh, with your bait and tackle. It does seem like that is the worst time for it. But also, I was on gas, so I thought this was so fucking funny. I kept laughing my ass off. So what I'm imagining is that they were going down there to like maybe do the numbing shot or something, and you popped a mad boner and popped one of them in the eye, and then he got really mad at the other doctor and slapped them, and then they did the eye poke. And <laughs> there's a pie there for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. of course. Well, there was a cream pie. You know what I'm talking about? No. Sex with the when the, you ejaculate into um, a vagina or or I an thought ass. That was just dessert. Oh, not the ass part. The cream pie. No. Oh, you're thinking of the Boston cream pie. That's when you put dessert in there and then eat it out in the butt. Yeah. That's a thing. No, I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Try my <right> down, lovely. <laughs> so anyway, um, I I, I show up. At my time, and I they take me back, and um, they had told me beforehand that they would ha- they have gas on hand, they have nitrous oxide on hand for these procedures, but it's a hundred dollars out of pocket. Insurance won't cover it. I'd have just brought my own gas in a bag and just huffed on it. <laughs> well, I brought my own gas. I don't know if you've ever done nitrous, but a hundred bucks was an okay deal. Uh, and, uh, Emily was like, no, get the gas. I was thinking I wasn't going to get it because I was like, I want to save money. I'm Emily was like, no, get, get the gas. So, uh, the, the nurses, they take me back. They're, uh, pulling out my freshly shorn junk. Oh man. And, uh, and setting it up in a little manner for the, the doctors to just have full access to my sack. And then they asked me if I wanted the gas. I said, yeah, I want the gas. They bring the gas thing in, and I hear the nurses talking, and the nurse who brought the gas in was like, I just got certified on this. And the other nurse was like, oh, I'm not certified on it. I don't know how it works. And (laughs) the first nurse, she turns the oxygen tank, and it just goes, (laughs) (laughs) So this is a good sign things are going to go great. Uh, But, like, she gets that fixed, and then they give me the thing, and, like, Basically, you you hold it in your mouth yourself, and they give you a little nose clip, and you breathe in and out of it, and it releases the gas as you breathe out into it. Okay. That's a like safety measure so that when your jaw kind of goes slack from you having a bunch of nitrous, yeah. you'll start breathing out your 
side of your mouth, then you won't be getting any more nitrous. So you'll kind of come to and then, you know, okay. start reorient. Anyway, they put me on the gas and they're like, we're out. This is the day before Thanksgiving. They apparently just left me in there for 30 minutes. Oh, just and huffing on gas. Just huffing Doing on gas. Doing nonstop whippets. I woke up at a certain point and thought the procedure had been done. <laughs> I thought it must have been done. <laughs> so I like stood up and I was all like wobbly. And then I like felt down there and there was no like pain or anything. I was uh-huh. like, that, this can't be right. And I looked over and the instruments were still there, like not used. What? And I was like, oh, fuck. So I like laid back down. And started huffing that nitrous a little bit more, and then you I hear the doc- I hear the doctor come in, and <laughs> he goes, "Who left this patient on the nitrous for thirty minutes? <laughs> He's high as out. a kite, <laughs> and, <laughs> and his dick's out." <laughs> and, and I, I was just like, "No worries, man. What up, up? I'm okay." Uh, and they came in and started doing the procedure. Uh, so apparently, normally. They do one or two quarter-inch to half-inch incisions. You said you had a damn fire hose in that dong of yours, though. They did tell me I had a thick, vast deferens, and also while they were checking me before they they actually cut and before I got knocked out again by the gas, I heard them say, at a thick scrotal sack. Look out. So they ended up having to do four cuts on my nutsack. I don't like the sound of that whatsoever. They're still healing. Mm. I got a mm. Frankenstein nutsack. I don't like how this makes my balls feel. <laughs> just imagining it. Ooh. The thing- I hope that I go in there and they're like, we can fuck it. We can see candlelight through your ball sack, sir. <laughs> Is it made of tissue paper? Tissue paper? Oh, oh. we don't even need to cut this. Looks We're- like the vast difference oh. on the outside. Look at that. We're going to sever it with a spoon. <laughs> We're going to use a cotton ball to remove your sack, they might say. I did hear the doctor say at one point, if I have to make three incisions, I'll never live this down. Then four. Then, I, yeah, I found out later it was four. This is like the start of a sunny episode. It'd be, the gang makes four incisions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, I'm assuming that doctor over the Thanksgiving weekend couldn't shut up about the thick sacked rhinoceros man who came in hey you you gave his uh his family something to talk about that's what that song's actually about about. a to figure (laughs) out over turkey that was it the original draft yeah so that was oh that was an interesting uh vasectomy i had i Uh, hope mine's not interesting wouldn't do it again well you shouldn't have to yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, hope like it, it, getting it reversed. I hear is terrible. I've but heard it's also possible that it could reconnect. That can't happen, and that would suck. I cannot imagine having to go through it again. Ooh, yeah. Well, but the ni- the nitrous was awesome. Nitrous is the best. Drugs. <laughs> it's so great. Drugs. Nitrous is like like what what if you could make that feeling of like the highest high. But non-addictive, it's just like the thing you could have at a, a doctor's office and for the rest of the day. You're like, man, that was awesome. <laughs> and then that's it. Oh, it's okay. It's so great. Then you're like, ouch, my balls. Yeah. Then the ball, yeah, then the ball pain started coming on. And yeah, I was having some trouble, like, you know, uh, with squeezing my balls on accident because Ooh. they get t- 
swollen up. Like I would say grapefruit size. Not not both balls, but like the whole whole ball sack was about grapefruit size. That's That's a lot. That's a chunk. It's not too big, but it's definitely like, especially, you know, your thighs come together and kind of squeeze that little boy and whoo, buddy. I mean, my my nuts are more like a military haircut. It's high and tight. High and tight. High and tight. (laughs) That's what they say about me. It's true. Apparently also, at one point, he like, the doctor woke me up from the gas to tell me that I I had fallen asleep from the gas and it made my balls retract. Oh, really? So my balls like pulled up what? while they were trying to cut. Shake them things out, son. <laughs> Shake them out. Apparently they were having like a little, like, you know, the groundhog whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole <laughs> thing. They were having like a whack-a-mole situation with my bath deference. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I could see a video of it. I bet it was hilarious was or your, disgusting. Was your Probably doctor both. possibly like three like little rascal-sized people in a trench coat? Was that possibly your doctor? <laughs> Is that Alpha I mean, Alpha and Stymie doing the operation here? He was oddly here? tall. He was oddly like, it was like, he's a little too tall for the childish face he's got. That's disturbing. That might, and why was he wearing that trench coat the whole time? Mm. I did question that. That's not normal doctor behavior. Nope. But he assured me that he was a real doctor, mister. He did said. he communicate with uh, his receptionist through a can on a string? He That's did. a dead giveaway. It wasn't a treehouse. Did I not mention that? Now, now we're talking some real. Listen, it's all my insurance would cover. Evidence, man. <laughs> yeah, treehouse it's a, doctor. It's American fucking healthcare. What can I say? <laughs> I, I also got my my COVID booster, and it did the same thing to me as my second shot did, which was lay me your freedom out. away. It took my damn freedom away. Uh, but also, it really just made me have a fever and be tired for a okay. day. Okay. Well, yeah. So I was I was shivery Ugh. and under a blanket, but mostly just slept for 14 hours. Yeah, okay. That was nice. I mean, it could be worse. Yeah, it definitely could be worse. Like you could have covid. You could have covid. <laughs> yeah. And, be and not be able to breathe or be tired for the rest of your life cuz there are people who still yeah, have still symptoms. Still very much, yeah. People who can't do anything. But they hey, can't work. They can't On the do bright shit. side, if you got it, you could make so many friends with the completely full COVID ward in Knoxville. Yeah, it's full. yeah. The University of Tennessee's COVID floor full. is full of positive cases, which is a bad thing because the COVID floor normally has it's normally pretty much full anyway. But a lot of the cases are pending, yeah. so anybody comes in, they get a you know the quick swab, and it it comes back as positive. They put them in the COVID floor until they get the full test results back to see if you know what's going on in this case everybody on the floor has a positive test result Ooh. it is nobody is pending they tested everybody, very positively so if somebody comes in who is covid positive they don't have room on the covid floor where they have all the stuff yay for COVID. and that's yeah. bad yeah it's bad oh it's bad okay yeah. got it got it uh it's pretty much exactly where we were last year well uh, use words like positive and it gives me thumbs up Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> we should change that. When somebody, somebody should be COVID negative it's bad. when they have it. Exactly. Yeah. It's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Checks yes. out. Your test results came back positive. Wonderful. I'm out. No. <laughs> They're positive for you being it's bad. It's positive in a bad way. Yeah. It's negative in a good way. <laughs> What's the deal with negative and positive? <laughs> An airplane food. Um, so you got boosted up. I got to get yeah. mine soon, too, yeah, man. Yeah, do that. So. You're kind of being my go-ahead. 
Yeah, I'll, I'm like a mine, mining canary for you. Yeah. Hey, next week, why don't you go out there and try getting a million dollars? Let me know how that treats you. Okay. I'm if doing I do that, that and it's bad, you won't. I won't do it then. Okay. Yeah. But, but I'll if I make do it- two million dollars instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? What I'll try making two million dollars just to. For you to for know. Okay, just to know. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. That's I'll real, just, I'll keep going ahead of you. You're being a real friend here. I'm, I'm a nice guy. Being a real buddy. <laughs> Looking out for me, man. I hear that, dude. Dude, I'll tell you what else is fucking not great. What's that? Uh, flying public. I had my first public oh, commercial shit. flights since COVID. Oh, no. And um, boy, I've not missed all that TSA crap and all that jazz. Yeah. I, uh. I did have some funny experiences on the planes and stuff, though. Oh, okay. So my second flight coming out of Tennessee, I flew out like super early as hell, man. So I was all, Mm -hmm. you know, groggy and shit anyway. But I sat next to a guy that I am one million percent sure was not a guy at all. He was a fucking robot or an alien pretending to be a human. Okay. Something was going the fuck on. Did he ask for sugar water? (laughs) Sugar in water. Uh (laughs) Okay. So I sit down. It's like a little tiny, you know, puddle jumper plane. Mm Mm-hmm. And two-seater on my side and, like, two seats on the other side. Okay. So I'm sitting on the aisle. This other guy sits down next to me against the window. And then I guess his friend, who is sitting across the aisle from me, comes over and, like, rather than, you know, maybe saying hey or getting his friend's attention, he reaches his arm out directly, like, maybe an inch in front of my face and taps his friend on the fucking face to get his attention. What? Like, taps him on the face. To get his attention. Okay. Yeah, and then sits down in the aisle seat across from him. And I'm like, what the fuck was that about? And they, they're they speaking a language I can't quite discern. I'm not exactly sure what language it was. Probably bleep blork. Yeah, I was going to say alien language, obviously. Yeah. But here's the fucking dead giveaway. So before the plane even takes off, this guy is like pulling the flight like instruction card out and reading it. Okay, that's alien. This that's is some alien, alien stuff. Yeah. It gets worse. No one's ever read that since the invention no. of cell phones. Why? Why? The only you reason that? you read it before was because what the hell else are you going to do? Exactly. You don't yeah. have a cell phone, but yeah. you do now, alien. Yeah. Alien. So then after he fucking finishes that or gets out of it, whatever he needs, I guess, mm-hmm. he opens up his backpack and pulls out a brand new... Like, the, the fucking spine isn't creased. It cracked when he opened the hardcover. Hebrew textbook. What? It was a Hebrew to English textbook about learning how to read and write Hebrew. Okay. So, was they must have been speaking Hebrew then, right? Sure did not sound like it. Okay. He opens it, and again, the cover cracks because it's a brand new fucking textbook. And he starts at page one. Page one, Steve, like he was like, I'm going to save this for my hour and 20 minute flight to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Page one. I'm going to wait until I'm on the plane before I start my Hebrew learning experience. Page one. Huh. What the fuck was that about? I'm, I'm very confused by this individual. I would believe that. There's some cultural situation going on, except for the tap on the face. What was that about? That's alien. That yeah. th- This a damn alien. They were blending in extremely poorly. Yes. Extremely poorly. The men poorly. in black are going to catch them. 
I was waiting for it. Here man. come the MIB. <laughs> but my experience was uh, was fucking great, man. I flew out to Sweetwater HQ in Fort Wayne, Indiana, America's mm-hmm. largest online music retailer. Yeah, yeah. They flew me and my good buddy Ryan Fluff Bruce out, fellow YouTuber, Riff mm-hmm. Spears and Gear is his channel. Really awesome channel. Cool. Flew us out to film a bunch of fucking content and stuff, and dude, we uh we fucking mashed it. Okay. We fucking mashed it. Yeah. We went out there and kicked all kinds of behind. I'll uh-huh. tell you this, man. Indiana ain't going to be the same. Dude, it's You're not. Saying. Okay. Dude, and I'll tell you this about some fucking Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah. It might be a huge music retailer in the middle of a cornfield. They also got some fucking banging restaurants and bars. Oh, yeah? Like what completely unexpected, man. Like some gourmet ass shit. Oh, yeah? Like I figured it'd be like, here's your corn and ham. Like well, at every restaurant, you sit down, they're like, corn and ham. Yeah. the not even a question. The, here's complimentary corn and ham. <laughs> now off we go. What would you like to order? And your biscuit, sir. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, some really amazing gourmet-ass shit. There was this one place we ate at and drank at called Copper Spoon. We went to mm. a bunch of times during the week. And I had my very first of my new cocktail obsession, a Monte Carlo. Okay. Have you ever had a Monte Carlo? No. So this place made some really fucking great old fashions. Mm-hmm. And you know I do love me an old fashioned. Love fashion. an old fashioned, yeah. We drank those the first couple nights. They even did a lightly smoked one. That was like very lightly smoked. It okay. was very, very nice, man. Um, and I asked the bartender who I'd kind of gotten to know by that point. I was like, what else do you make that's like whiskey based and kind of herbaceous? And, you know, maybe like an- contains Angostura bitters and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he thought about it for a second. He's like, you ever had a Monte Carlo? And I was like, no, what is that? Dude. It's amazing, and as soon as I got home, I like went to the liquor store and bought all the stuff to make them at home, too. Okay. And I made my first one last night, and it was fucking awesome. What's in it? So you've got two ounces of, of rye whiskey. Okay. I got the Evan Williams rye, All right. which I'd never had before. It's really good. I haven't had it, yeah. It's a little expensive. It's like 40 bucks or so. You could get cheaper, I guess. Rittenhouse is usually what I keep, and it's yeah. like 20 bucks or something. That Evan Williams rye was okay. really good. Um, one ounce, if it's the original recipe, half ounce if it's the more modern recipe, of Benedictine. Okay. Benedictine is an herbal liqueur from France. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like if chartreuse was a little bit more um let's say sweet forward. It has like honey okay. in it and a little less herbaceous. Okay. So it's kind of like the yellow chartreuse in a way. All right. Um and you also have a little bit of angostura in there and uh lemon peel. You stir it over ice. Dude, it's fucking great. So good. Monte it sounds Carlo. awesome. It is amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll make him or something next time. Yeah, okay. I, I was going to say. really like it. That, that sounds like something I'd really get into. Yeah, yeah. I think that you'd really like it a lot because it is indeed a more herbaceous, a yeah. little bit less sweet, a little less fussy version of an old-fashioned. That's nice. Really that is the thing. Because, I, I mean, it depends on where you get an old-fashioned, but I don't like the whiskey to be too covered up. Yeah, no, this wasn't. Yeah. So I think you would enjoy that very awesome. much, man. But yeah, I had a great fucking time out there. Really did some uh, some amazing work that I'm very proud of that I'm going to be sharing uh, on my channel and on yeah. Ryan's channel and on Sweetwater's channel. So That's awesome. All kinds of good stuff coming up as a result of that. And uh, I mentioned Thanksgiving earlier. One thing I didn't mention about Thanksgiving uh, is, you know, like I said, it was very good. And it was also mm-hmm. <gasps> kind of short. Oh, yeah? Which was really nice. That is nice. You when know? it's not a whole day. Yeah. Yeah. When... We went down to uh, Kate's Aunt Melanie's place. Okay. And we had the big family to-do down there. Had a great feast. We were home by like 5.30 or 6. Sweet. Yeah, because we didn't do anything with my family this year. So it was like, oh, 
we got the whole evening just to to chill. What is this right? Thanksgiving evening, because like th- that's how Emily and I have had it for a long time now. Because like, we just always do our own Thanksgiving stuff. To have just a Thanksgiving evening to be like maybe pick at some leftovers, just watch some movies. Yeah, dude, it's nice. Man. It was really yeah. nice. So we decided with our um, you know our surprisingly free evening that yeah. we would head down to Central Cinema after consuming some some Eddies. Okay. Because Central Cinema was showing Black Friday, which okay. we had seen the trailer. I've seen for. the trailer for you, and it's like it's a it's like a retail movie zombie outbreak on mm-hmm. Black Friday. It's got uh, Bruce Campbell in it. It's got Devin Sawa. Yeah, a few other names I remember. It's got yeah. Black Dynamite, Michael Jai White. Uh-huh. So it's got like a bunch of people in there. It's like okay, this could be fun. Right. It was not good. Yeah. It's not good at all. There are a lot of more recent horror movies where it's just like get horror movie names to be in the movie and then like we'll figure it out if you from build there. it they will come right yeah it, it doesn't work there were so work. many things in there where you know i was like is this eddie fucking kicking like a mule or was there just some editing here that made no sense at all <laughs> and then i read a bunch of other reviews and people are like yeah there's a lot of scenes that just felt like stuff was missing yeah uh, I cannot recommend it, dude. It okay. kind of sucked. It was still kind of fun just getting to go and, you know, casually That's a cool see a movie idea. for the hell of it. Well, dude, the thing about it is, is like, you know, after that, a few days later, we got into our Christmas holiday season uh-huh. uh, kind of mood and watched Krampus again. Oh, okay. And Krampus starts with that great Black Friday awesome. like yeah. mob. It almost seems like a zombie mob, only it's just, you know, right. shoppers and stuff. And it's like, this is more what this movie should have been like. What? It, okay. Uh what if uh, you get like a Black Friday movie that's kind of the misty, where there's a r- all these people that are like out to kill each other basically for for discounts on in like terrible stuff that was probably the same exact price a month ago. Uh-huh, yeah. You could have just got it, and now yeah. they're telling you you're saving two hundred dollars. But what if you have that? But then they have to get locked in together for some evil outside. But they already hate each other. Yeah, that's good. It's that's, almost like, a, like that's the, the mist plus Christmas yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That, that could work. That could work. Or, you know, the zombie outbreak thing could work, too. I just feel like it's a little bit played out. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that could work. You could you could have all sorts of ways in a Black Friday. It's, it's sad to have those people in a movie and not do something at least worth being like, it's fun. Well, what about this? Like, what if it was a Black Friday movie where, like, horrible stuff is happening and there's, like, people getting trampled to death and, like, people getting in fist fights and getting killed and all this? Mm-hmm. But it turns out there's, like, actually a killer in the midst. The killer's not yeah. even out there to there shop. You go. He's just out there to kill people and get away with it because this is what we've come to expect oh, on Black Friday. <laughs> Trademark Dead and Lovely. This is way better. That's really good. Like, and that's I'm just good. I'm actually now worried that's good. somebody's going to hear this and be like, holy shit, you could murder a bunch of people on Black Friday. And nobody would notice. Nobody would even notice. They'd That's just a way better trampled. movie. Yeah. Come on, man. Holy Trademark shit. Dead and Lovely, dude. Yeah, Trademark 100%. Right there, that man. sounds good. Yeah. Krampus is good, though. Oh, Krampus, Krampus is great. Is great. I, I really, love really enjoyed that, man. That's one of those ones that always has so many little cool things in it that I forget yeah. about until we watch it again. I'm yeah. like, God damn, this movie's pretty fucking cool, So man. cool. The ending. Yeah. So bleak. Bleak as fuck, yeah. Oh, man. Um, we had a nice little chill weekend with some friends. We watched a movie up there, what's called The Beta Test. Okay. I, you, you texted me about this. Dude. I looked it up. I didn't read anything, but... Uh, you gotta is, watch this it's, movie. It's uh, Jim Cummings co-directed yeah. it, and he, he's good. 
Yeah, and he's like the star of it, I believe, too. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah he was also in Halloween Kills and, and Wolf of Snow Hollow was his movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, he was in Kills? Yeah, he's uh he's plays one of the young cops oh. in the seventies back. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that he's guy good. is awesome. He is, he's great. This movie I'm trying to think of the best way to kind of like explain what it reminds me of in a way. It's somewhere in between like American Psycho and Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. And something something stuff else. I like. It's kind of a psychological, sexual, dark comedy. Unexpectedly funny. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, Wolf of Snow Hollow was that way, too. Jim yeah. Cummings is he's, he's into the comedy along with the tough stuff. I think cool. you would really like this. I out. think a lot of people would really okay. like this movie. The trailer for it makes it look like it's way more A24, way more Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. Kind of conspiratorial. Uh, conspiratorial? 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 Conspiratorial. Conspiratority? Conspirachuro. Conspirachuro. Yeah. There you go. That's People it. are secretly making churros. <laughs> For very weird reasons. Ooh. Who knows why? And then they have sex. Ah. <laughs> then they eat the churros. Oh. Oh, that's, that's not why they icing. made the churros. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, so the trailer makes it look, I think, a lot more like heavy and serious than it is. But okay. you'll watch the movie and be like, this is gripping as shit. Also funny. Okay. I really, really liked it a lot. Also, I think kind of has some elements that sort of reminded me of uh, Come to Daddy in a few ways. Oh, I love Come to where Daddy. Where there's just like characters that show up that are just dumb as shit. And you're like, what the fuck is this character? All right. I love that. You'll you like should check movie. out Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch yeah, that forever. Sure. Well, now that I know it's that guy, I'm way yeah, on board. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, watch the beta test, dude. Okay. I think that you'd really like it. Speaking it's- of Eyes Wide Shut, by the way, I don't know if you know about this. Uh, uh, people are trying to get Eyes Wide Shut recognized as a Christmas movie. <laughs> Because it happens at Christmas. Christmas is coming. So. <laughs> and there is lots of coming and Christmas in I that guess movie. we're going to have to do Eyes Wide Shut for Christmas. I'm fucking year. on board. It's I'm way on board. It's a wild ass movie. That movie's awesome. Yeah. Dude. We watched it, it again for the first time like Kubrick's a year and great. a half ago. Yeah. That was like a year ago. Who knows what time is anymore, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But we watched it semi recently. That movie's fucking. Yeah. Every rad. Kubrick movie is one of those where. You hear it's great from somebody, and you're like, I'll get to it. And then you get to it, and you're like, fuck, Ugh. why did I take so long to watch this? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah I'll totally do Eyes Wide Shut on the show. There's yeah. a lot to say about that one. It's awesome. And also, uh, I got a new guitar the other day. Uh, I saw it. It looks awesome, It's a little souvenir from my trip to Sweetwater. I saw uh-huh. a guitar out there, and I just fucking fell in love with it. Had to have it. So it followed me home. Got an Ernie Ball Music Man Luke 3. It's so sick. Awesome. And uh, I did my usual tradition of setting up my new guitar while I watch a movie. In this case, Jingle All The Way. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Yeah. I've got to get the Turbo Man doll, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've talked about, because uh, I think you watch Jingle All The Way like every year. Pretty much. So we, I, I think we've talked about years. it probably every time. Guess what? Still rules. <laughs> It's still got Sinbad in it, and that's always a pleasure. So. That's always something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Recommend. Okay. Um, what have you been watching on, dude? I, I've watched a good bit of stuff. I watched Thanksgiving on uh, uh, the um, night after my uh, vasectomy. Uh-huh. So, thank Thanksgiving. I okay, guess. Christmas yeah. Evil. Uh, I watched a little Christmas Evil recently, which I've seen several times before. Well. 
I think we'll talk about it more when we talk next week about better watch out. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Spoilers. Because hey. I, I got a lot of stuff to say about Christmas movies and a through line of thematic elements mm. I think I've seen that are interesting to me as to why they're associated with Christmas. But. All right there, English major. <laughs> You'll fucking school my homeschool ass on it, I guess. I uh, also watched Anna and the Apocalypse again. I fucking love that movie. That's for you, dude. I love That's it That's for you, so dog. Much. Hey, you can have my copy. Thank you. You can have mine. Love it so much. Um, but for Friday Night Screaming Chat, we watched Scanner Cop. Now, I know of Scanners. And Good. I know That's of- going to help you a lot in Scanner Cop as it, it, it requires you to know what Scanners is. Is it in the same, like, Scanners universe? No, but it requires... It thinks that you should know what Scanners is. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Is it just like a bunch of people in this movie and they're talking about Scanners all the time? No, it's a cop who's a scanner. There oh. you go. So it's like, if you saw Scanners, you get it. That's if you. you didn't see Scanners, it's a movie about a cop who is a scanner. Oh. Mm-hmm. And does he make your head explode? He does make a head explode. I like that. And it's pretty fucking rad. There's some really cool effects in it. I. It's not a good movie, but it's got some <laughs> really cool effects. It's easy to please me with a head explode. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you might enjoy it. it I mean, at least to just turn it on while you're doing something else. Because yeah. it just has like... It has a bunch of stuff that you're not going to care about. And then scenes that are like really cool. Okay, yeah. right on. Uh, we also watched The Curse on Sunday night. Which, the Curse. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it was filmed here in East Tennessee area oh. in Teleco Plains. Some stuff in downtown Knoxville as oh, well. Oh shit! Cool. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, directed by David Keith, the White Keith David. Oh yes, yeah. I I have actually met David Keith. Yeah, before. UT alum. He's a yeah. Knox- Knoxvilleian. He's a Knoxvilleian. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, so David Keith directed it. It's an adaptation of uh, Lovecraft's Color Out of Space, but in East Tennessee. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's, man, I'll tell you what, it's got some cool gore stuff, but it felt like it was four hours long. It just kept happening. If Keith David and David Keith got married, though. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and they, uh, they I'm wanted Keith to. David Keith, yeah, and he's David, David Keith, Keith David. David. <laughs> It'd be so cute. It'd be so silly. I love it. I was listening, but that's what was on my mind. Yeah, okay? no, I get it. It's I just love kind of it. burning through my thoughts that's right great. now. Yeah, <laughs> it's got Will Wheaton in it, um, and it's like right after he did Stand by Me. Oh shit! Okay, so uh, like, I mean, as far as adaptations of Color Out of Space go, it's probably better than Richard Stanley's Color Out of Space uh, at adapting the story. Okay, word. Yeah, yeah. How old is this movie? 87. It's old. Old, old, old. So you get to see like some old Knoxville. Yeah, there's like huh. one of the characters wearing a Reggie White cut off UT jersey. Okay. Um, And at one point they're watching a UT game. Did like, they see the Sun Sphere? No, you don't see the Sun Sphere. Which seems like they should have yeah, got that in you? there. Though there's a big city guy who comes all the way from Knoxville. Look out. They keep referring to him as like, they keep presenting Woo, it was like his boy. big city city slicker he's a high roller from knoxville knoxville tennessee he drove 40 whole miles <laughs> to tell <the> go plays <laughs> damn man worth a watch yeah i think so actually honestly especially if you're from around here it's like there aren't a whole lot of horror movies associated with this area mm-hmm. so like you got evil dead you got uh, the, the curse. curse all right 
check them out. Okay, maybe yeah. I do that, man. I want to check out some of these mystery fluids, what's in front of our faces right here. we got some mystery fluids in front of us, and I'm excited. Which fluid do you want to imbibe first? Are we well, going for big fluid or little fluid? Let's go big fluid, because I'm a little thirsty here. Okay. We got a Zool beer, which is here in Knoxville. That's right. Locals. So, I love Zool. They make some great shit, man. Um, And th this beer is called Concepts of Gravity. It's a double IPA, an eight percenter and you pick this up directly from zool it's on a crowley i got they call it, from it. Them directly yeah i love that about them it's not a crowler uh -huh. it's a crowley uh -huh. specifically a mr crowley a which mr. i do crowley. enjoy and they told me that uh this one is an all galaxy double ipa and i love a oh, galaxy me too yeah i mean all my stuff is there in the galaxy <laughs> it's the place to put it yeah i don't have any yeah. stuff anywhere else i have galaxy. some ex-galactic stuff in yeah. storage unit yeah outside of the galaxy outside of the galaxy yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> all right you gotta put it somewhere let's find yeah, out about I'm this boy this, right here yeah zool i i've never had a bad beer from zool no dude i had a uh like hazelnut coconut stout from them recently that was like you know it was quote 11 percent yeah we all know what that means. Yeah. Much more than 11. <laughs> Much we all more know, than 11. We all know yeah. what that means. And, dude, mm -hmm. it was fucking great. How good is that? That's an IPA, dude. That's just a great double IPA. It reminds me of, like, oh. some of the mosaic IPAs that were out a few years ago. That were. That's nice. It's just nice. That's a nice sipper, especially considering it's 8%. That tastes Very like smooth. water. Yeah. yeah, extremely smooth. But not overly sweet. Nope. Just hoppy sweet. Not anything, like, bubble gummy. I'm not mad at that at all. No, that's that's solid as that well. That doesn't have like the uh, Bearded Iris Homestyle funk punch. Right. It doesn't have that mustiness that some of those have. No. It's not a cup of juice. No. It's definitely a combination of hops and water and stuff. Yeah. It's got those the that's sort good. of tropical fruit flavors there, the sort of citrusiness, but like it's light. Just light. Shockingly yeah. light. Not very sweet. Um, I was kind of concerned when we poured it, and I saw it, it does look like a big old cloudy glass of orange juice. It does. I thought this was going to be very citrusy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this might be one of them ones when I'm tired of drinking yeah. these days, you know? But that's that's not at all, man. No, that's, that's really fucking good. Mm -hmm. Dude, Kate brought home some kind of a um, four-pack of some Lagunitas Limited release today. Oh. She got that over at Merchants of Beer. And um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like something fresh hop. Something It's like a fresh hop series. Okay. Holy fuck. Yeah, so Lagunitas books. Yeah, they really, really mm -hmm. do, man. They make things that are nice, for yeah. sure, man. Well, dude, I'll tell you what. Tell me what. We're talking about Odid Thomas in this movie. Odid Thomas. And he's a, just a boy. You know what? He's just a boy in the world, growing up, having some crazy powers and so forth. Right. Hey, you know where he got him? He got him from his mama. He got him from his mama. Where did he get his seeing dead people powers from? He got it from his mama. Uh -huh. Where did he get them thighs from? I don't know where he got the thighs from, but I'm, I'm glad sure they, the they, you know, took enough time to remind us. Check out these thighs. Check out the thighs on this guy. That's the thigh cut, though. If you don't see all the thighs we're talking about, you're not seeing the thigh cut. Mm -mm, you no. probably, you know what? The thigh cut's the part that has him saying, I'm fucking OD Thomas as yeah, well. Uh -huh. So. Yeah, a little bit of a different kind yeah. of cut of the movie, but I like it better. I, me too. It's a cut above. <laughs> it is. He's got some powers. So does his mama. He thinks that's all normal and stuff until, mm -hmm. uh-oh, they're taking mama away. They're what? putting her in the dang old nutty bin. No, not the nutty bin. It's where they put her. It's where they put the nutties. And then he's like, oh, these things that I'm doing that I thought was normal, turns out they're not normal. Yeah. You know? It got yeah. me to thinking about stuff. Yeah? What'd you start thinking about? Started thinking about the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. Normal edition. Totally normal, mm -hmm. dude. And I'm telling you what, man, 
We grew up in a very special time called the 19 and 80s. It was a, it was a time for sure. It was. Mm-hmm. I grew up a very sheltered homeschool boy. I grew up a kid who sheltered himself mostly. I'm a little bit country. <laughs> I'm also that. <laughs> That's a less entertaining song, it isn't is. it? So am I. Yep. Twang, twang, twang. Twingy, twang, twang. <laughs> and you know what? I just think it's a good time to talk about things what we thought was normal when yeah. we was kids. Yeah. Turns out ain't normal, though. Turns out ain't normal like. Can I just kick us off with probably a, a weird one here from my past? Let's hear it. I'm excited. I'll tell you this. Uh-huh. And this is, this is a weird thing, and I don't really talk about this much, so good thing I'm saying it on the air in front of God knows how many people. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It doesn't be ashamed of. Fucking normalize it. Let's hear it. Because a lot of people have this condition, and so do I. And okay. so does fucking Dave Grohl. So you're out there loving Dave Grohl's ass. Get yeah, off Ben. Exactly. Leave Who me alone. Who are these alone. people we created? That know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> well, anyway, what I'm talking about is from a really early age, I have always experienced visual stimuli mm-hmm. upon hearing music or sound yeah. of any kind. They call it synesthesia. Synesthesia, uh-huh. which is not something I learned about until like I was in college. Yeah. They don't uh, teach that in the homeschool curriculum. No, they also no. don't in the regular school curriculum. No, yeah, not, not at all. Yeah. But when I was a kid, you know, we listened to music and stuff at the house all the time. We were always playing music, like everything from, you know, classic rock to Vivaldi yeah. and Tchaikovsky and stuff. Actually, my mom didn't really like Tchaikovsky, but I did. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. of the colors, probably. You know what? It is a big part of it. Okay. Um, and I remember listening to music and stuff as a really little kid and just having this, honestly, the closest thing I could compare it to is like an in-motion Vasily Kandinsky painting in my head. Well, that's awesome. If you've ever seen his work, you'll know what I'm talking uh, about. I love It's all these Kandinsky. fluid shapes and they're connected and there's just colors. It's abstract. Mm-hmm. And that is honestly what music is like to me, only it's kind of in motion and kind of scrolling. It's kind of side-scrolling. I've never done much research on Kandinsky. Did he have synesthesia? Apparently he did. Oh, okay. And those uh, those paintings and stuff he did were a direct way of him trying to interpret what it is that he was seeing awesome. in his head when he was listening to the music okay. of the times. It's really interesting, and this condition actually affects a lot of people in different ways, too. Yeah. The book that kind of taught me about it that I eventually just kind of stumbled across in college is a book called The Man Who Tasted Shapes. Uh-huh. And... I was like, that sounds interesting, and I picked it up off the shelf, because that's what we used to do, is have libraries, and you just grab books. It's the best. I fucking miss it, dude. It's They still exist. I miss having reading time, though. You're in Knoxville. Though. They're great library, just no. like right over there. I miss having the time to read, more specifically. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's and the time to thing. just wander around the library. Also that. That yeah. also takes time. Um And, um, yeah, man, I, I started reading this book, and it was talking about you know, this guy who tasted shapes. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever he would consume certain foods, he'd be like, oh, it's, like, really triangular right. and stuff. And then it starts talking about how there's other ways that the senses are linked. Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, you know, one of the more common ones is auditory and visual sensations being linked to each other. Yeah. And I was like, what? That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, other people don't do this? I thought this was normal. But, like, I remember being a little kid... And um, it's probably one of those memories that sticks out in my head because it made me, it probably made me like ashamed in some way because I was like, oh, I did something weird, you know? Mm-hmm. But I recall specifically like asking my mom to put on some classical piece that I really liked. And I was like, yeah, it's the one that it looks like these big orbs that are like floating around and it's like gold and gray. Uh-huh. And she's like, 
do you have a fever? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's the way that it looks whenever you listen to it. But I remember her just kind of being like, I don't know what that one is. Probably just talking it up to like kids have overactive imaginations. Yeah. And I just thought that's what I did too. I was like, I, I'm into art and stuff. I have an overactive imagination. Yeah. No, I have synesthesia. Yeah. And if you don't have synesthesia and you want to experience it, there's LSD and there are psilocybin mushrooms out there. Is that a way to do it? Yeah. Woo! You, you can absolutely experience synesthesia uh, without having it. I have uh, a mild synesthesia where I associate colors with um, with sounds and numbers. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and again, that's a little bit common, especially yeah. for people yeah, that, some, are, some... that are... That are on the spectrum, exactly, as they yeah. come to find out. Yeah, so like, if, if you got ADHD or something, this is probably all sounding normal to you. If you got anxiety disorder or any sort of thing like that, you might you might have experienced some but of this. But we're here to tell you, you're wrong and you're weird. Yep, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Apparently, so are we, I guess. You yeah. Know? It's really, really interesting. And, and the way you said that you can kind of get that same deal by doing mushrooms or LSD. Yeah. Imagine doing that all the time while you're like trying to sleep and like one of the clubs outside your apartment is playing music. Yeah, I can't imagine. That's fun. Yeah. It's not fun. So you're fun. just seeing tons and tons of shapes and colors. Oh my God, sound. Yeah. It, It's like having a big screen TV like pressed up against your face as you're uh. trying to go to sleep. Sometimes it even gets really bad if I've got like maybe a song I'm working on that's kind of been blown through my head all day and I'm mm. trying to go to sleep and it's still just going full tilt in my head. Yeah. Oh my God. It's it's annoying at times, honestly. I bet. <laughs> um, but it probably also helps with like my pitch memory and stuff like that too. Absolutely. Because you're associating it with several other things in your brain. Your yes. brain is able to just draw from that. Exactly. Yeah. And it definitely does help me with things like memorizing uh, patterns and music yeah. and stuff like that too. So it is useful, but I didn't know Probably that not that helpful in teaching. You know, it's the blue note. It's yeah. the one that it's like blue and kind of like it looks like whoa. See, you know what I'm saying? You play this lick and it makes a big triangle. Right. You know, like the big triangle lick. The big triangle. Yeah. Now do oval. <laughs> what? Now do oval. Now do oval. Iceberg. Gotcha. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah, so that's something that I uh didn't know was weird, but turns out taint normal. It's not it's not very normal. It's not. Um you know, I think a lot of 80s kids probably dealt with this, and uh, it it really isn't normal, though, and it probably does need to be treated that way. We all need to recognize this as grown-ass adults. We were all alone too much. My mom started leaving me alone without anyone to watch me around the age of eight. Single digits is a little, little low to be taking care of oneself. Yeah, it, uh, she had taught me how to, you know, make some stuff in the kitchen. I could make a sandwich. I could heat up some, some soup. But in a the kid microwave. can leave a stove on too. And a kid can leave a stove on. A kid can burn the shit out of themselves with the soup they just made in the microwave. Pour it on themselves like. Yeah. yeah put a uh, fork in the microwave. There's a lot of things that can go bad right there. I may have been a responsible eight year old because I didn't do crazy shit while yeah. she left me alone. In fact, it was my favorite thing in the world was being left alone. And now, as an adult, it still is. Like, just having alone time, I love it. Yeah, I'm also a fan, man. I yeah. think that what it is is she just trusts you and that big old thicky sack of yours. <laughs> she heard about, well, she knew about the she thick knew. sack. She had to clean that thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I reckon she was probably just like, the sack on this child? He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, she knew all about it. <laughs> yeah, she was. Just, she never told me because she didn't want me to get a big head about it. Well, she had her neighbors telling her, my son's sack is just it's so small and paper thin. <laughs> I can't trust him for nothing what to be left alone on his own. My son will be A-OK. <laughs> He'll be just fine. <laughs> I remember just so many times being left alone uh, it was, you know, during the day, it was while she was working. She was a single mom. There yeah. wasn't a choice. Yeah, totally. But just so many times being left alone in what today people would consider absolute insanity to leave your child that <laughs> young alone to fend for themselves for eight to ten hours. I mean, I don't know. They made a pretty successful movie about it in the 1990s. What oh. was called Homie Aloney. Homie Aloney. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I can't wait. to. I've, I've been like thinking about home alone so much lately because they just had that new home alone come which out. i've heard is i've heard not as bad as you think it's gonna be i've heard, I've heard it's not that bad yeah because uh, it's got a lot of funny people in it yeah but it's not like, really related like kimmy schmidt in there i was like yeah. oh come on how bad can it be yeah but uh it's, it's got me thinking about home alone yeah. and boy i'll tell you what you gotta watch it it's such a fun movie yeah. God damn it but it, it, it that's the thing even in the 90s it was like, yeah, you don't leave an eight-year-old home. Like, if you leave an eight-year-old home alone, they're going to do some crazy shit. But when you think about Home Alone, Kevin McAllister actually didn't do much crazy shit. The crazy shit he did was because he thought he had to defend his house. The other stuff he did was like, run around for a little bit, realize nobody cared, and then he was like, I guess I got to buy groceries now. Now I'll just watch TV and, and eat now junk I'll food. just watch TV. <laughs> yeah, because that's what kids kind of do when you leave them on their own. So it's like, hey, I'll just entertain myself. But not all, not all kids could be trusted. I was lucky, but it, you shouldn't leave eight-year-olds alone. Maybe not. Yeah. But it seemed normal at the time. It did. Well, I don't know if it seemed normal. It was just like, well... I, I have to go to work, and I still own this child. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. I get it, man. I get it. You know, some of the stuff what I snacked on as a child. Oh, yeah. Okay. Controversial topic here, because my wife and a couple my other wife. people I know mm-hmm. think that I'm some kind of weirdo, because one of my favorite snacks as a kinder kid was fucking peanut butter and carrots. And I'm here to tell you. It's a dang delight. There ain't nothing wrong. Dude, you could put peanut butter on a clean dick and have a good time. You could put d- peanut butter on a dirty dick and have a good time. Anything. You could put peanut butter on anything. See, you, it's not weird. You mentioned this before when we were kind of coming up with stuff, and my head, that doesn't register as weird, it's just even crunchy. though I've never had it. Yeah. Because you put peanut butter on celery and people don't think it's weird weird. that's weird it's on a log blah 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 that is none of those things go together it is a 1950s recipe and anything from the 50s should not be made ever again i think it's a great idea yeah there's a guy on tiktok that kate sends me his videos i think his name is like dylan b hollis or something like that and all he does is make recipes from like the 1960s and back. Ugh. So a lot of them are like depression era recipes and stuff, oh, like hardtack and shit oh, like no. this. It's amazing. You got to find yeah. this guy. But yeah, ants on a log and shit like this, as if putting fucking peanut butter on celery, which is just basically fucking grass water. Right. Come on, dude. At least a carrot is like already kind of sweet anyway, and it's very neutral, and it's yes. just a crunch, and you put peanut butter on it. Who yeah, cares? absolutely makes all Leave the sense in the world. Leave me alone. <laughs> me and my snack choices. You can't shame me. I will tell you one thing that definitely was weird that my sister and I would do as a kid, but we would take a, a packet of Kool-Aid 
and then make take like add that to like eight ounces of water. Oh, and super no Kool-Aid. sugar. Woo! Because like we got it was like sour candies were big when we were kids. Like you know the warheads, warheads, been, yeah, lot, yeah. And so like shock tarts. Yeah, Love the those. idea was like it's super sour, but like how sour can we make it? Like can it be like old? So like we dude, this is a conversation going on at like microbreweries around the country Absolutely. right now that exact same <laughs> yes. sentence someone is saying that and also twirling the mustache right now this is also uh by the way a result of being left alone at eight oh well, <laughs> yeah with, <laughs> with a, a six-year-old sister it was like well, what are we gonna do like because i kind of I, I, I guess i was babysitting her technically though i didn't know i just turned on the tv and made campbell soup that was it <laughs> uh but like yeah we we started like because we tried to make Kool-Aid once ourselves, forgot the sugar, and then we were drinking it, and we were like, oh, that's so sour. But then we were like... Oh, it's so sour. Yeah. Like, the intonation changed. Less water, and then we like had this like little squirt bottle. So like we get, put the concentrated like Kool-Aid into that squirt bottle, and we'd see how many squirts we could take. <laughs> that's just fun. Yeah, but that's weird as hell. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it is. Yeah, that Ain't nobody can weird. shame our snacks. Ain't nobody. Yeah. Um. So also... I'll tell you this. I used to take apart electronics like crazy as a kid. Yeah? Just take them apart. Dissect them. Well, the thing is that, like, my my uncle was a carpenter, and my grandfather did, like, all of his own, uh, like, repairs and mechanic stuff. So they both had a bunch of tools. So when we'd be at our grandparents' house or staying with my aunt and uncle, there were tools everywhere, and they taught us how to use them and stuff as kids. So, like... I had a broken Walkman. I could see that there were screws, and I was like, well, I'll just take these screws out. Okay, yeah, mechanically minded. You pull it open, and it's just like, holy shit, there's some more screws in here. I'll take those screws out. And then eventually, you pull out the motor, and it's like, oh, it's a motor. That's cool. Get to the heart of rock and roll. two little wires hanging out of Mm -hmm. it. A black one and a red one. Uh Uh-oh. What can I do? (laughs) Don't cross the streams. Then you made a tattoo gun. (laughs) Then you made a tattoo gun. No. (laughs) I mean, I, I think a more dangerous child would be like, I'll plug this into the wall. But I was well, like, yeah. if I put these on either end of a battery, would it do anything? What you don't know is that if I was a robot, yeah, I would be looking at you like you're Jeffrey damn Dahmer right now. <laughs> How about what? you just took it apart? You just took it apart and played with it? You wanted to see what was inside of it and see how it worked? Maybe we misjudged Dahmer. Maybe he was a robot. You know what? Yeah. Wasn't weird to anything right he did. It was all normal. Hmm. They did say whenever he he got killed in prison with that broom handle or whatever it is that he got murdered with, uh-huh. that there was just motor oil and stuff come out. <laughs> just motor oil. I killed that man and motor oil came out him. <laughs> that was the confession. I remember. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would just take stuff apart and I figured out how to like make the motor run with like exterior to the thing and then Get like your motor running. I remember. Uh, take a Walk, man. <laughs> That's a rad song. Badass, dude. I remember um, a tape got stuck in my VCR, and it, like we couldn't get it out. And then I'm looking at it, and I see there's screws. So I unplug it, screws. start unscrewing stuff, and then pull off the o- upper cover, and you can see like where the the tape is stuck. So I like unstick the tape and like roll it back up. Okay. Try it again. Works just fine. Steve to be sprightly. <laughs> <laughs> Bitchin' riff. 
<laughs> yeah. Just a boring tinkerer, huh? Yeah, but like the thing is that most of it was looking in there and going, I have no idea how this works. Yeah, because you look at a circuit board and it's, <laughs> it's just like, like I well, don't get it. It's yep. green. Yep. There's little pokey parts coming out. There of it. are pokey parts. And I don't know. It, some of the parts are like brownish and some are blue. Some are, it, there were all sorts of colors in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never really did any of that. My my dad and my brother were like very mechanically minded and mm-hmm. you know, worked on cars and stuff together all the time. But this did probably so lead me. to me being very confident because I work like I usually do all my own car stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it probably just led to me being confident because a lot of car stuff is just take screws off, put it back on, pull thing out, put new thing in, put screws on. Like it's not it's not really hard. And all the mechanics that were listening to our podcast just unsubscribed. Okay, there are hard parts. There are definitely <laughs> hard parts. It's just screwing stuff off and putting new stuff on. I think a lot of them would agree that's true, but it also does require owning a whole lot of equipment to be able to do some of that. And beating the shit out of your knuckles. Oh, God. It You can fuck yourself. Because you got to get into like weird angles, and then now you got to put all your effort into turning something. Oh, my God. It's the worst, dude. Yeah. You're going to end up punching steel. It's going to hurt. Get some damn old bloody knuckles. Playing bloody knuckles with the fucking machine? (laughs) You're going to lose, son. That's what that's what Dahmer said to the guy before he killed him. The guy was like, you want to play bloody knuckles? And he was like, you know, play bloody knuckles with a machine? You're going to lose, son. You're going to lose, son. Jeffrey Dahmer was from Texas. He was, yeah. Yeah, we we don't talk about it a lot. Uh-uh, no, no, it is known. It is known. It is known. Uh-huh. That's how it was, man. Yeah, I get that, man. There were some other things that I think that if you went back and you tried to explain to some kids these days, mm-hmm. they wouldn't know what the hell you were saying. You'd be like, I was downloading a titty, and somebody picked up the telephone, and the titty went away. Oh, no. You only got half the titty. Only got half the titty. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they'd be like, why didn't you have the whole titty already? And you're like, yeah. it had to load. I had to load the titty. Oh, it was like a high-resolution titty. But then the problem was I'd already used up most of my hours on my AOL demo. <laughs> like none of this makes yeah, sense no, to kids these days at all. Which is good and fine yeah. and wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Give the kids the titties. Yeah. Kids these days I got more titties they know what to deal with. That's true. It probably helps though to just have all the titties. Do you think it makes them desensitized to a titty though? Are they just I like I do titties? not think Ugh. so. These kids out here I mean, the 20-year-olds on the Twitter are fucking like crazy. Well, you know what they say. They had titties their whole time. You know what they say about a titty? You seen one? Yeah, you want to see all of them. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> yeah. And that's as dumb as our show gets. Yeah, thank, you, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for being here for this moment. <laughs> but I think a dumber thing that we lived through is how much fucking smoking we thought was just normal oh, when man. we were kids. Dude, like, being around grown-ups and riding in grown-ups' cars, including my dad's yeah. car... With just fucking chain smoking Marlboro yeah. Reds. Cowboy killers. I grew up in Halen Cowboy killing smokes. Yep. I was lucky my mom uh, didn't smoke. She smoked before she was pregnant with me and then did start smoking again later when I was a teenager, which was the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't smoke, but my grandparents did. My uncle did. Uh, like most of the people that babysat me, my grandparents and my uncle and mm-hmm. aunt, uh, we're smoking all the time, and then yeah. anywhere you would go, like Restaurants. you go to like a, a little league baseball game, everybody's smoking in the stands. Yeah, dude. Your coach that, might be smoking in the dugout. Yeah, you go in a restaurant. They're like, "Do you want to sit in all the smoke or not in all the smoke?" You want to sit like, in all the smoke, or you want the smoke to waft over to you? Yeah, that was the question, basically. Yeah, you want to be actively smoking at your table, or just breathing in what everybody else is doing? Yeah, it's the fucking worst, dude. It's like I can't imagine. Growing up in an age now where, like, you have kids 
and you take them to places where you're like, well, we're going to go to Cracker Barrel and son's going to breathe in about a pack of fucking yep. <laughs> Newports uh-huh. while he eats a chicken fried steak. Mm-hmm. Like, were we pretending all along like we didn't know that just because you didn't suck in the cigarette yourself and you inhaled the smoke that it's not bad for you? I'm pretty sure. Sh- yeah, I'm pretty sure from the 16th century discovery of tobacco taking it to Europe and, and all over the world. Yeah, for for roughly 500 years, people just pretended it was good for you. I guess. Yeah. It's not at it, all. It, there was never any reason to pretend that. There's nope. no way smokers wake up in the morning and go, this is how you're supposed to be when you wake up. <laughs> I feel better than I did before I started this. Yeah, no way. But yeah, that's it was just like... It was normal, dude. It was, it was completely so normal. normal. I am s- like... Fucking, so, dude, airplanes. They used to smoke on airplanes. Uh, I'm glad that imagine? I never flew in that age. I didn't either, yeah. I started flying on planes. At least that was gone. But, dude, I cannot imagine being stuck, especially on, like, an international flight I or something. I never flew pre-9-11. Ugh. I did not either, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never not known, you know, taking your shoes and belts yeah. off and getting the fucking free massage from the TSA and shit. Huh. That's all I've ever known. I'm kind of glad, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're not, like... We're we're losing out on something, you guys. Yeah, no, I never it knew what I missed out on. It used to be great. On. You'd come in smoking a cigarette, walk your bomb right in. <laughs> it was whatever, you know? Yeah, anything goes. Yeah, I never grew up in that age, so I don't really know what I was missing, and I'm so glad I at least didn't fly around in a big tube filled full of smoke what's yeah. already been puffed out of somebody else's lungs. That's gross. That's already been in <laughs> somebody else's body. It's extra gross, isn't it? Yeah, because you already don't want the smoke. No. Otherwise, you'd take it in yourself. Yeah. But this has done been puffed out of somebody's body. Yeah. That's fucking nasty. It is. Somebody tweeted the other day that it's it's a real fortunate thing that we got the indoor smoking bans through in the 90s because we'd never be able to get it through now. Yeah, it would true. be an entirely partisan issue. Yep. <laughs> that's true. It would completely turn into a partisan issue. Yep. Wow. Right to die. It wasn't normal, I'll tell yeah. you that, man. It wasn't, it wasn't normal at all. It sure wasn't. So, Ben, we used to play baseball. Like, before I had ever actually played baseball uh, as, you know, in like a little league, minor league situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We used to play baseball in my grandparents' backyard. So, my early experiences with playing baseball were to get to first, you run up a real steep hill. Well, the, the, you know, the hills of, of East Tennessee are very adequate baseball land. Yes. Yards are very flat here. So we just assumed in baseball you rarely got a hit because of having to run up a hill. <laughs> that green monster you heard about? It's, it's a, a mountain. Hill. It's a fucking mountain. That would make baseball more interesting, honestly. Yeah. I would watch that. If there were that obstacles cool. going to the bases, yeah. holy shit, if you had to like jump over a pit of fucking snakes... <laughs> I'm here for that. I will fucking watch it's that. It's like a vine. You grab a vine. Yeah, it's over like a Pitfall. Maybe I'd just rather play Pitfall than watch. Yeah, baseball. probably. Let's be honest. Here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my my brother had to know because he was four years older than all of us. He had to know, like he was doing this, like because he would be like, "I'll play against all of you." And we're little kids trying to run up that hill, and he's a four-year-older kid easily running up that hill, so he beat us every damn time. Oh, yeah. It wasn't until we started playing t-ball, my older cousin and I, we got into t-ball, and it was like, oh, the field's flat. Oh, this is fucking easy. (laughs) 
really leveled the playing <laughs> field, did, did you? Right? Yeah. See what you did oh, right and there. none of the kids are twice my size. It's weird. <laughs> I'll tell you what we played with when I was a child. What seemed like a good idea at the time, but mm-hmm. nowadays I'm like, hmm, seems like a great way to get blown apart. Oh yeah. My brother and I made a big old potato gun. Oh man. And when we I did say potato so much gun, weird shit, but that is strange. Oh, I mean a cannon. Bad. A cannon is mm-hmm. a more accurate description of it because it was like. I don't know, six and a half feet long. Yeah. Shot flames out the barrel mm-hmm. and could definitely have killed a person. Yep, absolutely. We had one of those teenagers just that we just destroyed shit. We went yeah. to Lowe's and just got the PVC pipe and everything that we needed to put this thing together and we built it in the garage. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, dude, is like, I'm honestly even trying to remember where we heard about this or learned how to do it. Oh, it was just passed around. Yeah, because yeah, like these around, days... Like, I remember kids just talking about it. Everybody yeah. knew how to make one. But these days, it's like, I feel like you could go on YouTube or something and be oh, like, yeah. this is how you do it that's safe. Don't do this. This doesn't work. Don't use this. This is a right. bad product, whatever. Somehow or another, we just heard it's like, oh, yeah, you get this PVC pipe. You get a, a reducer. You go to this size PVC pipe for the barrel. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got some epoxy, whatever. It'd be fine. Like, it'll be fine is kind of the general idea of our entire childhood. It's like, it'll be fine. Yeah, that really, yeah. That was basically the parenting style. Yeah. It'll be fine. This thing absolutely could was have not killed fine. people. <laughs> it could have many different ways. Oh, my God. Like, one time we, we took a potato and we put a few, like, big roofing nails through it. Jesus. And shot it at the garage and yeah. blew through the door and the nails stuck in the wall of the other side of the garage. Yeah. At that point, we were like, oh, this is like a weapon. We made an unlicensed weapon. Uh Uh-huh. And also, too, I mean, it's a huge chamber full of gas that explodes. And you just hold it close against your body and hope it doesn't blow up. (laughs) I knew a kid who made a flail with, like... (laughs) With like an axe handle and a like a wrapped up softball, and he also had like a pugil that was made out of like a thick iron rod what? that just had towels wrapped around it. Wait, was and you, he was would your be like Clive Barker? He'd be like, "Let's play American Gladiators," no. and he'd be like, "No, I'm not interested. I'm good. I'm fine without that." Mm-hmm. Dude, we had like bull whips, yeah, throwing stars, yeah. Like, you'd go to the fucking flea market, and you'd fucking arm yourself like Jean-Claude damn Van Damme uh-huh. with, yeah, bullwhips, throwing stars, knives, buoy knives. Oh, fireworks, fire a bunch of cherry bombs, blow up oh, everything. Oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. Man. All kinds of mm-hmm. shit. And it's just like, yeah, that was normal. That was normal stuff. I don't think that's the best way to spend your time. No, it's not normal. It's not good. You don't have to do that, exactly. <laughs> it's a bad It's a bad thing, I it's think, a bad. for children. You know what? Yeah. Maybe it's just a bad you know, I think I think some of the ingenuity is probably a positive thing. I think maybe if your child Build says, something. I want to make a potato cannon, then I can see ways that you could be like, let's do this together. Let's fire it only in safe places, etc. But listen, it is safer and let's be honest, more fun for a family to build a trebuchet together. Absolutely. And then you can, you know, enter trebuchet competitions. The family that trebuchets together trebuchet stays, stays together. together. <laughs> trebuchet stays together. <laughs> Holy shit, make those bumper stickers now. Put that on a sweatshirt. Put that on a live, laugh, love sign. Fucking anything. The family that trebuchet stays together. If I walked together, into a suburban amazing. home and they had like that oh, like, weird it. like 
cursive shit on the wall and yeah. it was just like oh, the family yeah. that trebuchets together trebuchet stays together i know that family's dope i'd be like my people yeah my people <laughs> except for the choice to do that and to I live in the suburbs it. i'm forced to respect it <laughs> you know it's like we're gonna put ourselves here and we're not gonna be anything but our damn selves hell yeah let's do it we're i'm okay with stay that. together <laughs> yeah that's fucking awesome man yeah we did some strange things. We thought we they really was normal, did. you know. We really did. Yeah, I used to talk. I used to talk to myself all the time, and I still do. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's normal. I uh, I also do that, and it, I just recently learned not long ago that I guess some people don't have internal dialogue. Yeah, that's a. How do they live? Though? That blows my mind that people they're not talking to themselves in their head. What's making you do the stuff? Like, I, is it just fucking lizard brain running your body? What's going on? Yeah, like, are you just like, is just like, just a, a a thought happens in your head and becomes an action? Like, that's it? Like, you... Is it no different than, like, when we, like, when I walk, I'm not going right foot, right, left foot. Like, yeah. The body just does it. The body just does that. Is that what all their actions are? It really does. It blows my mind. I can't imagine I what that's like, because I do understand how is weird that we have two voices in our head talking to each other because neither is real like we've made them both up sure right like that that i can see how people who don't have that would see that is obviously more weird but i just don't see how you operate any other way because it's the only way we've ever operated but i know i can't imagine not doing that yeah very strange to me yeah me too people's strange just like them dang old doors said People is strange when they're strange. <laughs> That's my Jim Morrison impression. Yeah. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Yeah, he was from Alabama, right? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. The Alabama He's Slammer, a- they called him. He, they have that song, Alabama Man, right? <laughs> Alabama Man. Wait, no, they do it. The Alabama Song, that's it. Do they really? Yeah, they have a song called What's The about Alabama his Town. Yeah, about his hometown, probably. <laughs> I'm yeah. from the town of Alabama, he says, <laughs> very convincingly. From that the town like, of Alabama. Doesn't just say that at some time? Hippa I'm from a town in Alabama. Alabama Diba. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> well, I want to know what other stuff that you guys did, what you yeah. didn't know was weird, but turns out was weird. What Maybe was we got it? some odd Thomases. Maybe we got some odd Timmys. Maybe we got some odd Tinas in our bunch. Mm, okay. Only An way odd to find Tina? out. Maybe you guys uh, comment over there on our Facebook group. We're uh, by now we might be a thousand followers. Oh, yeah, probably we around might there. Be legion. We're somewhere around there. We're getting really close to it, so I hope enough people join up, and give us a thousand followers on there, and uh, just hang out. It's always a good hang, of course, over yeah. on the DNL FB group. Excuse me, Meta group. Okay, oh, Facebook God. by Meta, huh? Anytime, anytime. God, I hope it crashes and burns so bad. Yes. I hope it just fucking falls apart. Anytime a large corporation changes their name, I refuse to use it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Comcast. It's yeah. not Xfinity. Uh-uh. Yeah. You, they changed their truest. name it's so BDT. you'd be like, oh, I've heard Comcast is bad. I'll get Xfinity. Yeah. It, it works yeah, somehow. It exactly. Because yeah. they've soiled their name so badly. Facebook sucks. But Meta's cool. What about that Meta thing, though? Have you seen the commercial Ugh. for it where they're obviously trying to get kids because kids Fuck aren't joining no, Facebook? Because TV. It came up on uh, YouTube. Ew, recently. really? Yeah. Even it, worse. It was like basically just trying to get kids to think Meta is cool. And Ugh. I don't think kids are going to be fooled. I'm glad. I'm so glad that young people think that Facebook is fucking stupid because it, it is. is. Yeah. And it's the worst. Uh, that Those ads actually might be even worse than those fucking Google Fi ads. <laughs> Have I complained about the Google Fi ads on the show? Yes. 
They're the yeah, worst. Stuff, they I still think. just keep popping up, and I keep getting irritated by them. But these fucking meta ads, it sounds like this could be even worse. Yeah. Yeah. It, I hope it crashes and burns. I hope it destroys the all entire of it. thing. All just of it. Burn man. it all down. Fucking we don't burn need it. it. Down, man. We don't. Except for our Facebook group, which is yeah, a really great. good time. <laughs> That's really, honestly, the only redeemable thing. That's all I ever see on there. Yeah. I don't want to see anything else. No. No. Uh-uh. So, yeah, join up, hang out. Well, Steve, the subject of our show, Tomb Today. Day. Is this movie what come out in 2013? Mm-hmm. What was based on a book from 2003 mm-hmm. called An Odeed Thomas? And I'll mm-hmm. tell you this. This is going to be a spoiler-heavy review, and this Obviously, is a movie yeah. what does have some twists and turns in it. it so if you don't want it spoilt for you, and I recommend not letting us spoil it for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... Uh... I mean, I got a lot to say about it, but would you say spoiler to watch it? You might as well watch it to watch yeah. it. Fans Especially of, if fans the, of what might like it. Uh, fans of books on tape. Ooh, books on tapes. Yeah, fans of uh, narration. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and also, you know, fans of Anton Yelkin. He's great. He's fans great. of Willem Dafoe. Great in this. Always so. great. Yeah, I think if you're a fan of those like kind of fun pop culture, supernaturally kind of yeah, shows, like. Go. Charmed, Buffy, Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you like those kind of shows where you're just like, you know, I can deal with some supernatural stuff and some monsters and things while also it being a little bit stilted and kind of corny. Yeah. I can give it a pass because you know what? It's just good fun. It's, yeah. If that kind of show is for you, you'll probably like this movie, I think. Yeah. So don't let it spoil it for you. Give it a watch if you're into that kind of stuff. Kind of a horror comedy. Yeah, there's comedy in there. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's enough in there. It's horror comedy, and, and and you know it's it's actiony. It's action heavy. I would say for a horror comedy, there's something happening. Yeah, pretty regularly. And You're not going to run into any lulls. Lots of attractive people everywhere. Oh yeah, there's there's so many good looking people in it. So. Which again ties in with the whole charmed supernatural thing. Yeah, just hotties everywhere. Yeah, get hot people. You Hunks, don't have foxes. People will ignore a lot of the problems if yeah. everybody's hot and seems to be having a good time. I mean, that's that's life, dude. Yeah, that's fucking true. life. So don't let us spoil it for you. Check it out. But from here on in lies spoilers. Mm-hmm. So watch out. Is this the first time that you've seen this movie? We watched it uh, a few weeks ago oh, yeah, on yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sunday night. I remember um, you being like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know what? I'll say now that was the perfect forum for this movie because I... Um, during any of the screaming chat ice cream sunday stuff i pretty much only pay attention to the discord and don't really pay attention to the movie well everybody's chatting obviously it's yeah. in the fucking name everybody's either <laughs> screaming uh-huh or, or chatting. chatting it's a lot of screaming people just <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot of the chat <laughs> people just type in ah yeah, I Screaming. get it. Yeah, a lot of wow. thumbs up to the ah. Uh. <laughs> anyway, how was your weekend? God damn. Scream! Yeah, uh, but watching it on that was pretty perfect because this movie has so much narration that you won't miss a thing without watching it. You like if what? you don't yeah. look at the screen, you don't miss anything. You can get on with it. Yeah, it's true. It is kind of like a good one for like you know what I'm really into playing this best fiends on my phone. Yeah, sure. Maybe I'm, uh, you know, doing a drawing. Maybe I'm Maybe. doing a still life drawing while yeah. I watch a movie. Yeah. You can do that. Maybe you can set up a guitar to this. <laughs> there you go. It has the added benefit of when you do look up, probably a pretty person. Probably somebody hot on screen. Yeah. So that's nice. And 
does have the negative, though, that when you look up, sometimes you see the CGI. Which is not always good. <laughs> Mostly not good. And a lot of times, just really questionable, yep. where you're like, okay, I get that you need to do CGI for this fucking invisible demon. There, how else would you do it? How else are you going to cut a cucumber, though, with that CGI? <laughs> right. I'm in a kitchen. I'm chopping a cucumber. What, you expect me to do that? How else are you going to make, I guess, a strawberry milk he made by just squirting Oh, yeah, that. Things. What was that and about? It went into the glass. What was, Okay, I forgot about that this until you just said it. This should have been a cartoon. It. That went by so fast, and I was like, wait, what the fuck was that? And he's like, here's a thirst smasher coming up. And it's like, you just did that with CGI? You Why? know what it is? It's because the... Uh, fucking uh the big food movie prep union workers right. complained and they're like we're on strike right now you can't cu- even cut a cucumber if we're not on set and they're like we're gonna do it in post whoa yeah exactly that's that why sounds, they did it honestly i would believe that yeah it could uh, happen. i'll 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 get into some of the production issues in a little bit but we, i want to know about it yeah but yeah dude some of that cg and stuff in this is is not is not great. Yeah. Uh, I can kind of give it a little bit of a pass, just like I said on the Frighteners episode that we did, where I'm like, well, it's also not taking itself very seriously. Right. So it's not like it's trying to, like, you know, fucking terrify me or Ben Eller style mortify me, as I say, <laughs> as I used to say. Right. You fixed Thank yourself. you. Thank you. Well, no, our fucking Facebook group. Yeah, fixed they did. Me. They got real mad. That's what they did. <laughs> Uh, it's not like it's trying to convince you that, like, oh, no, you're watching a documentary. It's not really like that. No, no. So I can kind of give it a pass and be like, well, it's yeah. stylized. It's okay for it to be kind of silly and wacky. Absolutely. It, it It is okay for it to have the, you know, it, it, this world that we're in is cohesive, I think. It, even though, you know, the CGI is not great, it all feels like a, a world that is consistent within itself. Yeah. So that's good. That's a positive. I think so. Yeah. Here's the negative. It uh, has the story and narration and dialogue of a Dean Koontz novel. <laughs> Keen Doontz, you yeah. say? You know why it has that? Because it's based on a Dean Koontz novel. So I've never read a DK John you before. You have not missed a single thing. I've never read any of them. I don't know anything about him other than I guess he's kind of like the Dan Brown of Stephen King's. Yes! That's perfect! <laughs> That's exactly what he is. He's the Dan Brown of Stephen King's. Okay. Yep. I heard that he was on a list of authors who write books that are most likely to be read on a flight to Florida. Yep. Read on picked a flight to the Florida, airport, on picked way it up to in Disney. the airport, read 400 pages on the flight to Florida. Next to a guy reading a there. fucking Hebrew book. <laughs> <laughs> Got to Florida, don't remember a damn thing that happened yeah. in the book, but I completed the book and I feel good about myself. And now I get a personal pan pizza. Yes, that's how that works. That's how that works. <laughs> if you, if, <laughs> if as an adult, you finally read a book, you get a free personal pan pizza. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's... Uh, Dean Koontz, I did. I have read Dean Koontz. I read Dean Koontz after reading Stephen King. Okay, what did you read from him? I don't know, like any of his fucking titles. Oh, fuck. I read Hideaway. I read. Hideaway. I read a couple because my my uh, my grandmother was reading Dean Koontz because I think my aunt read some and she was like, "You'd like this." So my grandmother was reading. I guess my grandmother liked simpler books, uh, and I read that and I was like, "Ooh, this is." something like it's just like 
because I had already read King. I'd already read Pet Cemetery and it, and it was just like you were into chapter books. Yeah, and it it, it was like uh, it's a page like any Kuntz novel is a page turner. Dan Brown. Yes. Yeah. The action is coming fast and furious, and you're never going to be spending any time thinking about what's happened or what the characters are or how much anything <laughs> means or whatever. Forward is what matters. Yes. Forward. Moving forward is what matters. So this is uh, is that to me. This is exactly what it is. It, it, it uses narration to keep you from ever thinking. Like, they, there are moments where somebody will do a bit of physical acting and then it is immediately explained by narration or somebody's dialogue. Doesn't? It, there's no thought. You cannot think about this movie. It's impossible. I yeah. tried real hard. Yeah, yeah. There's no thought to be had about what's happening in the movie. It's pretty spelled out. Sure. It's all spelled out. It, anything you do about it is about the actual way they're t- telling the story. And that frustrated me to no end because it was just like, oh, they're telling it in a way that I hate. If somebody was telling me this story this way, I'd walk away from the story. You see, so the the hobbits and Gandalf, they went up to that mountain pass. Yeah. Because they thought it'd be good, but then it was bad. Okay, and see, but but Gandalf is like, he's friends with Bilbo? (laughs) Like, they're friends together, so they've known each other, but they're like friends, they're friends. Like friends, bro. Like friends, friends. So like when they do stuff, it's like friend stuff. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and then they fight this dragon who's bad. He's a bad dragon. The dragon's bad. <laughs> like, Because he's not good. And he's, he's not good because he's a bad. Yeah, he wants all the gold. Yeah. So Odd Thomas is just full of very clear, distinct. He's the hero because he has absolutely no flaw. It's holding your hand. Yeah. There is a lot of hand holding through the story. There is a lot of... Uh, showing and telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just show and sure tell you, you exactly what they just showed you. You know what? They're being considerate. They're making sure no child's left behind. This is no child left behind movies. It this sounds is. right. It sounds like exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so you won't be surprised then to find out that Dean Koontz has never had a critical or commercial success with any adaptations of any of his works. But there's been like a billion of them. There have been several attempts at adapting Dean Koontz books into something worth watching, and they've almost all failed entirely. Hideaway had uh, Jeff Goldblum in it. Oh, that's a movie? It made $26 million, but it was like barely over budget, and obviously when you consider advertising, it was a bomb. I mean, I've never had that much money or Jeff Goldblum in me. It's true. So. Yeah. Who's on top? I'll take the $26 million. You you can fuck Jeff Goldblum. I'd take Jeff Goldblum in sides, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, so this this was maybe his opportunity, it feels like, because he has seven odd Thomas books. That's a lot. Yeah, and it's not a normal thing for him to have, like, a, you know, he has, like, a Frankenstein series and odd Thomas series, but a lot of them are just single, one-off books. Okay. He's got, like, 105 novels. Jesus so. Christ. Yeah. Um... So this adaptation was maybe his like real big chance because this is I'm assuming cuz he loved the Steven Stephen Summers script 
I'm assuming Stephen Summers just took his book and put it in script form. Like well, there's and there Stephen can't... Summers loves making a million of something. <laughs> he sure does. Look, <laughs> he's he's made so many Mummy and Scorpion King movies. That's right. That's his thing, baby. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure he was on board. Like, let's make these six movies. Nobody will think they'll make money. It'll be great. All right. Yeah. Easy money. Easy money. So the problem is the way that they went about it, I think. Okay. I, okay, so Stephen Summers wrote the script for Dean Koontz. This was around 2008. Dean Koontz announced in 2008 that we're going to be doing adaptation of the movie. They got some people to give them money to make the movie without ever finding anyone to distribute the movie. And I feel like this is probably Dean Koontz trying to do an end around around Hollywood because he probably thinks the reason his adaptations have failed is because of this. Because Hollywood. Yeah, not, it's not because his books say everything and movies shouldn't do that. Well, you know. Yeah, um... So they're, yeah, they're smarted trying, him is what you're saying. He's trying to yeah. outsmart them here. They but they haven't gotten anyone to distribute, but somehow secured a twenty seven million dollar budget. That's a lot of money. It's a to whole put into lot this. of fucking money. They got two production companies and then a bunch of like they sold off distribution rights in a bunch of countries to get that budget. Where did the twenty seven million go? I mean, Willem Dafoe is in this. He's a big name, obviously. This movie could have been made for a million dollars. I mean, because this is before Anton Yeltsin was even like, pre is pre Star Wars, like. Well, yeah, when they made it in 2011, Star Trek was coming out that year. Oh, okay. And the Fright Night remake oh, was, was coming really? out that year. So yeah, he wasn't a huge name yet. Yeah. But it was coming. Which is weird because he looks significantly older in this than he did in Star Wars. Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. Well, like, Star what? Trek came out in 2011. That means they already made it. All right. Year, All you right. know, and then made. So 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 he was older. He was older. Myth yeah. busted. Myth but the myth <laughs> we made up, we busted yeah, it. Yeah, I just popped my own bubble there. Yeah, so Anton <laughs> Yelkin, yeah, he, he probably would have done it for uh, barely anything. Maybe even did do it for barely anything. Willem Dafoe, I think maybe and maybe that Pat Oswalt uh cuz he's in cameo here for a day <laughs> like maybe some of that it isn't the effects though. Here's how I know, because the effects company, let me tell you. Tell me about. The effects company, uh, BUF, took Oof. on an equity stake to do the work. What was that? Meaning they would get money when the movie made money. Oh, on the back end. Yeah. Oh. Which, boy, that's a bad move on their part. thing to do when you think you're going to have a fucking franchise. Bad thing to do when you know your work is subpar and not going to help. When you put it that way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts the movie. It hurts the movie, absolutely. But again, I mean, I'm not saying every movie should be a big studio movie, but when you get into making a movie, you need to probably consider all these things, like distribution, and like, yeah, this company will do the special effects without taking any money right now, but are they going to be good? Like, yeah, that's going to matter in, in the long run. Well, especially when it's something that is so zealously effects heavy. Yeah. It's like, we're not just going to show you the monsters. It's going to be in broad daylight and there's yep. going to be like a million of them right front and center, close up in the middle of the screen. Yep. So here's what I think happened because they finished this movie 
And they've got distribution in other countries, but they don't have American distribution. They're trying to find an American distributor. This involves a mass shooting. It does. Yeah, I mean... This has, like, a mass shooting is, like, the, the climax of the movie, basically. Yeah. And, and an attempted bombing of a, a of a crowded mall. Not exactly what I would call a popular topic in maybe, the United States. Maybe that and the fact that Newton had just happened in December of 2012 was why they couldn't find distribution when they wanted to in 2013. You know, maybe it looked like capitalizing on actual tragedy. <laughs> maybe it looked bad. Yeah. It might when it you look might. at it in that light. I, wa- I, I wonder, like, did Dean Koontz take the... Because mass shootings were happening already at that point pretty regularly. Well, it's America, yeah. It's America. I wonder if that's why he was having trouble getting major studios to make it. I wonder if he ever took it to them or if he just felt like they'll never make the movie I want to make. I wonder if he took it to studios and they were like, okay, we're going to have to cut the mass shooting. And he was like, no, that's the apex of the story. Yeah. I'm libertarian Dean Koontz. (laughs) Don't tread on me. Yeah. That's probably what. (laughs) Don't tread on me. They're like, we're not treading. We're just saying we're not going to make a fucking movie. Sir, I'm not treading on you. This is an Applebee's. Yeah. So anyway. Do you want those baby back ribs? or <laughs> Do you want a mudslide? I don't know. Anything? So yeah, I, th- I think huh. that it, then it helped to explain why the box, off of the, uh, box office of this movie is like 1.3 million total worldwide. Ouch. Ouch, 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 ouch. And yeah, why people don't know much about it at all, even though it seems obviously trying to set up a franchise from the beginning. It does. It also seems like a franchise in seems a movie. Seems like a franchise. Because, like, the first, what, three to four minutes of the movie mm-hmm. is essentially, like, an entire episode of Supernatural. Where yeah. It's like, I'm a guy. I have a gift. I see the dead people. Oh, there's a dead ghost girl. She tells me this guy killed him. Okay. I'm going to go stop him at a traffic stop. That's your pilot episode right there, right? Like, yeah. just do that. It's episode one. By the way, this would have been better as a fucking TV show. It very really much. would have worked. Yeah. I mean, dude, fucking guy sees dead people post the sixth sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. Give me a show about that. I'd watch that. Yeah. Sure. Oh, and this is obviously directly like in relation to the sixth sense because he says, I see dead people, but then by God, I do something about it. Which I enjoyed. I enjoyed yeah. that it was like that self-aware to be like, okay, so you're doing the sixth sense. Okay. You know, you're doing the sixth yeah. sense. That's kind of funny. And He's also kind of, it's comic booky in a lot of ways. He's kind of a comic book Batman vigilante with like your, your, uh, Gordon, uh, that's Willem Dafoe, Willem yeah. character's name. Porter, yeah. I think. Yeah. You, you got your Gordon and you know, you got, uh, your hot girlfriend who knows everything about you, I guess would be Alfred in this case. <laughs> She's the hottest Alfred I've ever seen. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's got some like cool comic booky elements. It's got Frighteners elements. It's got like. Stuff I like. I, I mean, honestly, I I say this because I think there's potential there. This should have been a TV show, and it probably would have been a solid one. Might have even gone several seasons. Yeah. Like those mov- those shows you mentioned, Charmed, Supernatural, Buffy. Those all went forever because people like stuff. Years, yeah, that is kind of mindless, but also has the fun elements kinda of spooky, like spooky, kind of yeah. mystery, kind of gory, kind of horror. Like yeah. that's. I mean, like this guy's watching all of that supernatural right now, and that's why I'm watching it. Yeah. So that that seems to me they had good opportunities. 
And maybe even if they had just cut the central idea being a mass shooting and changed it to something else, this might have been able to get regular, like widespread distribution yeah. and make get to actually make that franchise. Kind of hard to get along with the mass shooting in America. It really though. is. Like we just. We nobody really need, wants to see that. We do need movies about them. Sure. Sure, of course. They need to be they need to be though the movie needs to be about that. Like mm-hmm. cuz a mass shooting we we haven't seen a good like portrayal of that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. We're always shown in very dramatic terms. I think maybe American Horror Stories first season has the best portrayal of it of like the fright and absolute fear of, yeah, of the yeah. whole situation. Because a lot of things like, you know, uh, you know, a lot of action movies and stuff, they treat it like it's just a set piece. Sure. When it's people being mowed down oh, in a yeah. regular situation. Oh, like, yeah. It's very much scarier than it's ever presented. And sure. this does that, too. It, it, it's more of a mystery than an event. Mm-hmm. So that, that's problematic. Though, again, I, I don't think we have to avoid mass shootings in movies. They just need to be treated right for people to feel comfortable watching it. Sure, yeah. Or uncomfortable in the right way. Right. It needs to be at the, about the emotional weight and yeah. consequences. Yeah. And events leading up to and after and yada yeah. yada than just being, yeah, an action set piece. Yeah, so this... It could seem disrespectful that way. That's exactly how I think of it because, like, this does just seem to... It seems comical almost. Like, there's a bowling team that gets killed and, like... You know, uh, uh, he he saves the one uh, Vi. He saves her, Gugu and Batara, her and her daughters. He saves them from there, and it almost feels like that's supposed to make us feel better. But a ton of other people get <laughs> shot. Like mowed down, yeah, yeah. It just it's just not done right. It's not done in a way that works for Word. me. Yeah. What do you think about the cast in this flick? Oh, because it's great. you know, again, even though a lot of these people weren't like huge names at the time. Right. I think that there's some, okay, there's some interesting performances in here. I uh-huh. absolutely get watching this and thinking that some of it is not a good performance from some of these actors and okay. actresses, but I think it's all a choice. I think so. I think it's all very stylized. I think they're supposed to be a little bit quirky, but quirky in the Dean Koontz way where it's like, it, that's not how a normal person is, but that's fine. I yeah. get what you're going for. Yeah. Especially like, okay, so Anton Yelton in this. Yelton? Yelkin. Yelkin. Mm-hmm. Yelking. Yelkin. Yelkin. I'm going to yeah. yell at my kin. Okay. I'm going to yell at my damn kin. Anton Yelkin uh-huh. in this movie. I think it is great. He's always one of those actors that to me is very, I don't know, he's very Elijah Woody in yeah. a lot of ways. Well, he's got a naturally vulnerable face, so you kind of... But he's also got a charm and a charisma yeah, about Yeah, exactly, him. yeah. You know, he seems like a vulnerable guy, but also sweet and cool and somebody mm-hmm. you'd like to know. Oh, absolutely. So I think he brings his natural charm into this role where it's like, yeah, I've got some fucked up stuff in my life and I see dead people and all that, but you know what? I like to flip burgers at this grill or whatever. <laughs> That's a very Dean Koontz thing, too, because his ideal hero is happy in his job and puts in 100%. <laughs> Like that's, I mean that's some okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, it's some it's some real like simplistic shit. But but that's because he's been rich for a long time now, and long he time. doesn't really comprehend that like working in a diner isn't a thing you pop in and out of while you do your other stuff. Like they'll work your ass off. They'll work you till you can't work 
after work, you're fucking tired. Yeah. You're not going out to fight the demons after yeah. that. But in Dean Koontz's mind, it's like, oh, what's a simplistic job he could do Being that would leave cook. him with tons of free time and, of course, a little cash in his pocket to sure. get around. Working eight hours off of a hot, greasy griddle on your feet all day, yeah. getting spattered and burnt on your hands and face... Yeah, sure, you got time to fucking fight the demons after that. It's an easy job. And he just walks out That's of his job basically so anytime he wants. Sure. <laughs> he just goes in and out. Like If it was a hard job, they'd be paying him a lot. That's yeah, that's exactly the mindset that comes through for me with That Dean comes through Co- with boomers. Yeah, boom like boomers, they see this and they see he's a hero. He's that this is a save the cat moment here. <laughs> uh but we're looking at it and it's like, what is what is this supposed to be? I understand being happy as a person who prepares food for other people. I like to I enjoy prepare that. food for yeah. other people. I've always said if I wasn't playing guitar, I'd probably be behind the stove somewhere. You know what you don't find a lot, though, is people that get paid to make food for people at a restaurant they don't own rarely are real happy to be at work. Rarely aren't alcoholics full yeah, time. Yeah, they're on alcohol. They're, they're, they're drinking their ass off every single night to get to sleep and they're doing coke all fucking day <laughs> to go to work it's a thing y'all it's an absolute thing it's and thing. they're not happy they're not happy with their fucking job yeah so yeah it's, it's hey, a real dean Koontz boomer but thing. i'll tell you what man this guy he's odd oh listen oh. he's odd though steve oh. hang on hang on he's odd oh wait how do we know he's odd because everybody seems to really like him and get along with him he has a very attractive girlfriend. Okay. Uh, the chief of police loves him. Mm. So how could what we a indi- weirdo? <laughs> how could we indicate he's odd? I'll name him odd, and then have everyone constantly commenting that his oh. name is appropriate for he is odd. But the thing is, is like, okay, is his ability to see dead people odd? Yes, it is. Right. Also, like his girlfriend and the police chief are the only people that know about that. So to everyone else, it's just like, oh, he's this like well-built likable guy with his yep. cute girlfriend that works at a diner and seems very likable <laughs> how odd is he is he edward scissorhands <laughs> that would be odd that would be odd if he was back actually what if he had spatulas for hands that's why he's so good at cooking Ooh, i like then that. i get it now he's odd he had no other choice than to become the line cook i hate nothing more than the fact that they that dean Koontz named his character odd I hate yeah, it. Because how else would I explain it? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly the thought. It's not even that. Like, he, he I, I think Dean Koontz is a genius, obviously. I mean, he's tapping into something and making everybody's money. Exactly. So. He knows how to make, like, write best selling novels, and he probably feels nothing about them when they go out. I don't know how to do that. I don't either. And I haven't made that kind of money. So there's that. Exactly. <laughs> like, he, he, he was built for writing in capitalism. That's, that's like his brain works perfect in that arena so there are people out there that love dean Koontz and they wa- they would watch this and be like in no way confused they would know everything that's happening because it keeps telling them exactly what's happening so they're like good okay and at the end of the movie they're not gonna turn to you and be like wait but why did he do this <laughs> hang on now now hang on why did he do that <laughs> that's never gonna happen i'm paula dean <laughs> i'm paula dean i don't understand this movie oh hey y'all now i listen one of the things i noticed he didn't use no booter <laughs> no cup of all i fucking hate i just hated the fact that they, his name is odd okay. they keep ex- every fucking character oh, that addresses odd. him hey you are odd mentions that he's odd 
A lot of people do that. It's so ridiculous. Like, the way to set up that a character is odd is by showing us, not by constantly telling us. Okay, I'll tell you, though, one unanswered question that I had at the end of this movie. Do he and his girlfriend love each other or not? I don't think they had enough conversations about it. I can't imagine that they did, like... It wasn't really clarified. Yeah, like, did they spend any time together? Was she, like, constantly beaming at him and her, him constantly beaming at her? Like, And did they make all kinds of stuff about, like, I would jump into a pit of razor blades and battery acid right, for you like they, before they, like, hung up the phone every single time? I can't remember. It's just not really clear to me, man. It's, I mean, everything is just so spelled on out. the surface, yeah. spelled out. That is not an entire negative thing, though. We, we've we talked tons of times about action movies we love that are exactly that. Sure. That's fine. It's just that this has, like, I, I wanted to do a stopwatch count of it, but I estimate there is an hour of narration in this hour and 30-minute movie. It's a lot. There's a lot of narration going on. Yeah. Man. Which is fine for a book. But this is a movie. If you're turning you need into to a movie, show yeah. us the shit, not tell us the shit. The shit, right? It it feels like a book on tape that you can look at if you want to. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Accompanied by optional pictures. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> what did you think about Homegirl playing uh, Stormy, the girlfriend in this? Also, oh, she's great. Stormy, the yeah. name is Stormy. Addison Timlin. I think is. that she understood very well that... This is not supposed to be in the realm of realism. This right. is supposed to be. She's doing comic a good job. Yeah. And it's like at first, whenever we're watching the movie, and you get to some of her dialogue where she'd say some like really ridiculous, like, mm-hmm. I'll call you Pooh Bear because your head's full of stuffing. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, that probably read better than it sounded on screen. Well, but, but the then, reason they do that was to set up that the thing he's going to do in a little bit is dumb. And then she can repeat that as though it's a thing that has been set up the entire time, but it was set up actually just a couple of minutes before. I thought he was going to lose the pants. That's <laughs> what I was hoping for. You know why I call you Pooh Bear? Because you're always walking around with a shirt and no that drawers. Would be fucking awesome. That'd be better. Yeah. You know? That actually, again, that would add some like wrinkles and interest to the movie that it just doesn't have. If that happened, it would be like, wait, why would he lose his pants? But then you'd actually be thinking about the movie and caring and be invested. <laughs> but I think that she like understood it and chewed up the scenery, yeah. I think, in a fun way. Yeah, me like, too. Her scenes really, really read like they were mm. straight up panels from a graphic novel. Like yep. when she's at the uh, working at the ice cream place uh-huh. and like. I think that's when he's like at the crime scene and he sees like the fingers in the fridge or whatever. And she's like, what? And she like flings that ice cream yes. to the ceiling and then catches it in the cone. Uh-huh. Like this is all stuff that would make sense on a comic strip panel. And I yeah. feel like she was really living that on screen. Uh, you know, you saying this reminds me, I, I said that there were seven uh, odd Thomas novels. There are also three graphic novels. So other people like saw it. that this has a very clear like comic book feel to it. It really, really yeah. does to me, which isn't a bad thing. No, not at all. I think that if you're watching this without that in mind, it could come across oh, as yeah. a very stilted, very stupid, like this is not realistic dialogue. But it's like, just not supposed to be. He all. talks like... He he talks like Batman, kind of. Yeah. Like, he's talking like like he's very philosophical about everything he's doing and stuff. He's got all these, like, justifications and stuff in his mind. But then when you see what he's doing, he's like, he's like this is not the most efficient, effective way to do that. It's really kind of flamboyant 
in Batmany, where it's like <laughs> I'll beat him up in public, like <laughs> instead of finding a, a simpler way to catch this killer. I'll tell you what, though, one thing Dean Koontz has in common with old Steve King, sure knows how to ride a lady. Of course, I've got all kinds of problems. I'm a woman. Ugh. Yeah, I hated that. Ugh. Yeah, I hated that. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. The thing, though, that as you were saying, Addison Timlin, she does a great job. Adorable. You, you can tell she does a great job because even though uh, I already knew it was coming, and I each time I watched the movie, I knew it was coming, and I was getting more angry at certain elements of the movie. When you find out she's actually dead, I cried each time. Oh, because. I, you ca- you care about her. Mm-hmm. You really do get invested in her, and that's her performance. She brings a lot to it. I mean, you you care about some of the other characters, but it's she's actually human. She feels human. He doesn't. Uh, Odd Thomas feels like a superhero, so yeah, he's kind of like detached. He's too good. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have flaws. But she uh, seems like a more relatable. Human yeah, exactly. She's character. a human character. I yeah. get that. I get that. Uh, also, I just got to breach this topic here because. Holy shit, fucking hat trick, turkey. We've had three movies in a row on the show. <laughs> what concern the fucking of ghosts, Steve? I know. we did. And I don't know how we did this. It was completely an accident. This was not planned no. at all. Ghostbusters, Frighteners. Uh, we did Ravenous last week, but Ben wasn't there. Doesn't count. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Odd Thomas. Yeah, just. Ghost fucking. Ghost fucking. Like, there's just. All How do we scenes. stumble into this? How do we... Okay, here's my idea. Okay. I'm thinking, and again, I've never interacted with a haint nor a booger. Okay. What are the odds that they're extremely hot? Okay? Like, you see a booger and you're like, I just got to mm. get in that booger, right? They never talked about that much in, in books. No. But it seems like... Maybe your ghost is you at your hottest form. Like, you're you're... Picked at the peak of perfection, like a bird's eye vegetable or something. What if, what if instead of poltergeist, it was pole her guys? <laughs> pole her guys. Pole her guys. Maybe it's that. Yeah. Maybe it's that. That's the porn parody of poltergeist yeah. with a hot haint. But I'm just thinking, <laughs> if you was a you was a haint hunter, uh huh, you're out hainting, out hainting like you do. Hainters got a haint, 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 haint. <laughs> Why haven't I thought of that before? <laughs> Fucking gold. Taylor Swift is going to be so mad at us. <laughs> T-Swift, man. She's coming she loves the She loves the show. You do find the ghosts. You find them very fuckable. Yeah. No, I get it. You fuck the ghost. Uh-huh. You jazz everywhere because it's a, it's a non-corporeal being. Right. And then other people show up on the scene. They're just like, oh... You fi- the, the, you found a ghost. What is what? Is, there's goo, and you're like, oh, it's a uh, ectoplasm. This is ectoplasm. Oh wow! Somebody like swabbed some up. Ghosts leave this behind <laughs> everywhere they go when I'm there. Mm, tastes salty. <laughs> Don't <laughs> taste salty. the ectoplasm. <laughs> it's evidence <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's evidence for me. <laughs> ectoplasm is just a cover up. Of some ghost fucking. That's just what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's got to be the case. How does this keep happening? So, uh, uh, others in the cast, Gugu Mbata Raw. Yeah, okay. Hang Viola. on now. What was that? Gugu Mbata Raw. Whoa, what a name. Yeah, she's. Uh, you know her from a lot of stuff. 
Uh, more recently, she was uh, in Loki. She was the ju- judge. Uh, Shit. I knew yeah. I recognized her. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. She's great. Vi is her part in this? Yeah, she again everything is just laid out like when they're walking out of the restaurant and he's like she's talking to him it's like she says something and he's like he's like you wouldn't know anything about having some kids dropped off on you because of a drug addict that was in your life or something and then she's like yes i would know about that and like it's just like so much fucking exposition. Like you couldn't possibly have revealed so that in any backstory. other way. Hmm. Yeah. So this is the backstory of the person we just met, which happens to every single person you meet in the movie, except for Pat Oswalt, who shows up out of nowhere. Noah, he is the only part of this movie that isn't fully telegraphed, fully explained, and then like absolutely followed up on. Dude, I think that what I'm going to do, though, is not, now every time that I see you, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be like, oh, hey, Steve, have you uh, grown up a heathen, converted to Mormon, gone on a mission to Russia, went to community <laughs> college with me, then became a heathen like me anytime recently? Yes, I have, been. Have you been playing guitar after? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's so much like like there, when he goes to that barbecue at the, the chief's place, Yeah, like the the wife is like, here is so-and-so officer, blah, 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 blah. And you know Lizette. And it's like, well, if he knows her, you wouldn't say that. Like, nobody says, and you know the person you know. <laughs> you know what? Nobody. Yeah, that's like, true. It's just like, but we don't know who she is, so we had to be introduced, so he had to be introduced. <laughs> that's a way to introduce characters. It is, yeah. So, like, I think overall the writing is bad, but again, I don't think it's a bad movie. I, loved I know, it's the, fun. I loved the Arnold uh, Vosloo, like, cameo he was the guy outside the tire place if arnold Vosloo, if you don't know is is uh. imhotep from the mummy oh wait shit yeah he was in there yeah he's the guy who's outside the tire place with the arm off who's trying to make him laugh that's fucking imhotep yeah no yeah cool God cameo damn okay yeah. i like that now yeah, me that's too. Fun. and that was yeah. fun he's like waving his own arm yeah like, picking I mean, his nose. the Patton oswalt cameo was, was cool too and and apparently that character i it's obvious they didn't explain that character because it they knew there was going to be this franchise because we'll that talk about him later. He's in other books, so like he would come up and they would be able to explain that later. It's kind of weird they didn't really expose exactly. him. Yeah, it's like, like oh, you know that time. thing you told me to make? Here's this fucking gigantic metal heart amulet that's for sure gonna keep a bullet from hitting someone's heart later. Yeah, it's real okay. clear what's gonna happen with that. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. no, there's no thought about it at all. Yeah, and then uh, who else is in this? Uh, oh, yeah, Willem Dafoe as as the the chief i love the fact that he and his wife are always wanting to fuck each other that's great that's just a real they have some character to them that makes you think like oh what's going on with them a little bit beyond anything else going on (laughs) i'm kind of surprised that at one point odd thomas didn't run into him and he was like oh hey chief fucked your wife lately (laughs) (laughs) that's the chief he loves to fuck his wife That's the wife. She loves to fuck the chief. She's always DTF, the chief, her husband. (laughs) (laughs) He was basically like, I think his entire direction is like, play the more vanilla, straight version of your character in Boondock Saints. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 100%. He he does uh, like cross dress, but he's proud of it. He's not like hiding it at all. No. Yeah, that's his van- That's the vanilla version of Willem Dafoe characters. Yeah, is they do the same thing. They're just cool with it. They're just yeah, they're fine with it. <laughs> like you know what? Accept me as I am. Yeah, oh. 
I'm not like that other guy. I mean, he's always good. It's Willem Dafoe. Yeah, no, he's great. I mean, like, I don't know why you need him to do this role, but also, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it at yeah, all. I mean, no. anybody probably could have done it and brought some charm to it. He brings his normal Willem Dafoe charm. That guy playing um, Fungus Bob, Robert Roberts, or whatever his <sighs> yeah. name is, Rich Richards, whatever his name is, I, I just kept wanting him to be Sugar and Water Guy from Men in Black. I just he, wanted he's him acting to be that guy. like it. Yeah, he's he's got that like gait to him and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, like everything seems like stiff and kind of unnatural. Yeah, uh, and obviously he just he's just a goofy, weird looking guy. Yeah, and that's that's the whole thing. I mean, that's not what casts suspicion onto him. Obviously, though, what does cast suspicion onto Fungus Bob is the fact that he's covered in Bowdens. Bo, Bo, Bodar. Bodarn? Bo, Bo, what's it? Bo, Bo, Bodox. 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 I That's wrote the it down. One. Good. So he's covered in these Bodox that are the uh, like villainous creatures. I mean, they're not the actual villain of the movie, I guess, technically. Yeah. That's, they're like harbingers of bad stuff. Yeah. They're, they're there because something bad is coming. Yeah. So he knows that something bad is happening because this guy's covered in a ton of these uh, boat... God damn it. Barm, boat arms. I hate this shit. I hate... <laughs> when, just use an already known word that for works. a creature. Maybe call them reapers. Because that's okay. what people in real life would do. They wouldn't be like, I'm going to make up a whole fucking word out of nowhere. <laughs> and also, I'm going to have a flashback to a guy telling me that word right before I tell him he shouldn't recognize that they exist. Right before one of them kills him. Okay, yeah. That does, that is a scene in the movie, isn't like, it? Like, just so much fucking... So much happens for no... I just don't understand. Just call them Reapers, and then everybody gets it. Everybody gets what they... Oh, oh they're, they're harbingers yeah. of death. That's bad. Yeah, totally works. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. There's these, like, clear cicada-looking... I don't mind Kind of amorphous. Look. I think the design is yeah, pretty neat. Yeah, the design's neat. cool. Yeah, I like cool, the man. way their faces, like, just go to where it needs to be. Yeah. Like, it's not in one position on their body. It's just wherever they need to look, it yeah. goes there. They're, like, kind of insectoid. They kind of, yeah. like, mutate and morph to their environment. Again, better Kinda CGI cool. would have improved them, Or at sure. least not being, like, I insist on showing these in broad daylight. Yeah, like, so Make much. them hang out in the shadows of the room. That like, would make more sense, cool, wouldn't it? You know? Yeah. yeah, put them in the corners, whatever. But it's like, they are going to be shown center screen, front and center, right there. I'm guessing, like... But I like the design. Like, I'm, I'm trying to make the movie better, I guess, in my head. But, like, maybe they call him odd because, like, he sees those Bodocs and he has to pretend like he doesn't. So, in a normal conversation, he would come off as odd. Might be looking weird. Yeah. Maybe that's it. It's Seems weird, like though, that the movie that explains everything doesn't just say that. Maybe. Yeah. Like... You know that guy, you'll be in the middle of a conversation with him and he just freezes. He's just looking everywhere it's else weird. other than your face. What I don't understand. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. That would have made more sense. Yeah, but our actual villains are Satanists, and I hate that too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just just good old uh satanic panic. Let's throw the yeah. Satanists under the bus. Hey, um, name a mass shooting that was carried out by Satanists anytime um ever. I can't think of one. It's not really a thing. When you actually look at satanic killings, killings in the name of Satan, there aren't a lot. 
Well, and if they are, they're, they're usually by deranged teenagers people. on drugs. Or Richard Ramirez. Or like Richard Ramirez. Clearly yeah. mentally deranged people. Yeah. People that are actual practicing Satanists usually just like to fuck and hang out and have fun yeah. and be left alone. Yep. That's kind of the case. you know, to, to help people get abortion. Stuff like that. By saying it's a religious right. Yeah. And what are you going to do about Go it? Go Satanists. Yeah. So Good for you guys. That's awesome. I kind of hate that they do kind of throw the Satanists under yeah, the bus with this. It's just such an easy out. should have just been evil cops, but Dean Koontz not going to do that. <laughs> Dean Koontz is not going <laughs> to yeah. give us evil cops. He's going to be like, these are evil people infiltrating the cops. With P.O.D. tattoos. With P.O.D. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whenever it got to that part, which also, too, it's like, how how is it not just telegraphing, just fucking Babe Ruthing the shit out of it to be like, oh, it's a cop has a curious tattoo right he makes some weird statement about it never comes up again i'm Mm -hmm. sure that's not relevant glad he's got that comic sans pod tattoo (laughs) probably a big fan of payable on demand oh my god we are we are (laughs) youth of the nation i bet that guy whenever you know he got that tattoo way back then when pod started busting out he was like damn it wait it's payable on death right what is it what does pod stand for shitty music yeah (laughs) How about that? Yeah, sounds right. It sounds Uh, right. (laughs) Shitty Christian music. But yeah, yeah, it's just like so telegraphed. Like, oh, this is the bad guy. Gotcha. For sure. But dude, like the idea of an actual practicing Satanist getting this huge Comic Sans POD. Yeah. Not like any kind of like seal or sigil or a fucking pentagram, but just the word pod on his arm. Yeah. Because it means Prince of Darkness. Yeah, it's Prince of Darkness. You know (laughs) what Satanists would do? Wink, wink. Probably something like that. Satanists like to hide. They like to hide in plain sight. Hidden in plain sight. They're taking a common word like pod and twisting it and perverting it. (laughs) That is what they do. (laughs) Those damn Satanists. Uh, That was... Yeah, it was bad. That was an odd choice to me, man. But again, like... It is it the, like the more you look at it as this is the hero fantasy of a boomer in a, a fantasy world where he could solve all the dead white girl crimes that he wants to. Like this is exactly what a fifty year old uh, white man who feels powerless thinks the world should be. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I the mean, twist is the cops are bad. Yeah, well, two <laughs> cops are bad. All the other cops are good. good. But they telegraph again those cops are bad because they show those cops acting like normal cops. But if you uh, reverence cops, you're like, those cops shouldn't act that way. Oh. Though it's okay, the criminal's bad. <laughs> then you find out they're Satanists and you're like, I knew they were bad all along. <laughs> I knew a cop couldn't be a bad. Yeah, cops are bad. A Satanist. a Satanist bad. Oh. He must want sacrifice baby. <laughs> P.O.D. P.O.T. <laughs> Police we, on demons. We got something else to be drinking on. Let's get another mystery here. fluid. I'll tell you what. And I need to go grab the bottle real quick to refresh myself on yeah. the name of this product here. Give me a little description of what we got here. So we got us a we got us a corn whiskey. What's been flavored to taste like an apple pie, and those two things are about as American as you can get. Ben, who sent us this? This is from my good buddy and musical cohort, Jeff Rupert. What's up, okay. Jeff? He hey, sent us these a little while back. We're just now getting to them. I put them in the cupboard and uh, and honestly forgot about them. We've been sipping on so many fine beers. Yeah. But a cold winter's night like this calls for some... Yeah, this is a very wintry oh, yeah. smelling... It, I, I mean, 
There's Ooh. good uh, corn whiskey around here. There AKA sure is. Moonshine. Uh, um, that's what they calls it, man. Uh, and uh, Smoky Mountain uh, Moonshine. Is, what is that? Do some Newport Moonshine is where it's fucking at. Is Get that, that out of the trunk of a car. Oh, fuck yeah. That's what you fucking want Newport. right there. You can, you can go to Newport. You can see cockfighting. You can see a police department that has been raided by the FBI. Yeah, yeah. You can get you some moonshine. A lot of meth. You can get a lot of meth, and you can find snake handling churches. That you can. Newport. And you know what? Funny enough, this is not made in Newport, but it is made by Rattlesnake Rosie. Oh, This is Rattlesnake right. Rosie's apple pie corn liquor sent it, to us from New York City. Get a rope. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to hang that man for his salsa choice. In a salsa commercial. In a salsa commercial. <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyway, this actually this is not from New York great, City, though. but it is from New York. And uh, I'm fascinated here because, as you said, you know, we kind of are in apple pie moonshine territory. Yeah, there's some good apple pie moonshine. There's some here. good stuff. Mm. There's also some not good stuff. Oh, yeah. Sugarlands. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, Yuck. it's just sugar, indeed. Yeah, it's just sugar. Sugar, yeah. I say. But this is like, I think about 70 proof. Oh. So it's a little bit on the higher it side. It smells like no, like it smells like pie. It smells it does not have like a strong seventy no, proof alcohol. Not really getting a lot of heat of off of it. It just kind of smells like the cinnamon and the apples and stuff. I hope that this delivers right here, man. What are you feeling about that? Ooh, buddy. Yeah, that's good. That's warming. Dude, I, I know there's no like corn liquor flavor to that. That's proper. Mm-hmm. Honestly, really man, good. like, what the fuck? New York fucks when this it comes actually, to moonshine. This tastes more like real from the hills moonshine yes. that, distilled yeah. in a radiator of a car like God intended for it to be yeah. than the stuff that you get in the grocery stores and stuff that's in big, you know, jars and stuff. That is something This tastes I've, real. This is good. Like, uh, the moonshine I've had that has been like, don't tell anybody where I got this from, moonshine. Has always been smoother than the stuff you get from distillers. Oh yeah, here. but also like way higher proof. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Some of the stuff you get around here from you know the good old boys that make that shit, mm -hmm. it can be some of the most deceptive, evil yeah, oh, fluids yeah, known destroy. to man. Oh I my the god! First time I had moonshine cherries. Oh, I think Lord. it was like fifteen, and and my brother's friends brought over moonshine cherries, and I ate like two of them, and I was drunk oh yeah yeah well because they're soaked in fucking white lightning man. yeah just like they'll kill you absolutely they will kill you make, yeah. make you go damn blind if you're not yeah. careful this is great yeah that's awesome like that's it amazing. has the warmth of the cinnamon you got a little bit of the sweetness of the apple but it's not too sugary mm -hmm. it's less sweet than the stuff you find in liquor stores around here yes for sure it tastes more like real authentic fucking moonshine and don't we have a bacon one in there he there's says? one in there it's a maple bacon we're now gonna I'm have to try that one alone stoked about that and try them together I oh think. dude i'd love yeah. to try this together I'll, i'd also love to try that with some of that mr black like coffee liqueur make like uh -huh. breakfast in a cup i bet that'd be awesome man this i think this could be used in a lot of cocktails too like no right really just you could probably make a nice stuff. like if you made an old-fashioned with this and omitted the simple syrup yeah i was gonna say omit the simple syrup because it's already got enough to yeah. it you don't need that simple syrup but like with a little bit of the spiciness from an angostura mm -hmm. and an orange slice in here that'd really bring it out that'd probably be awesome that'd be good stuff damn jeff thanks jeff you found some stuff that's nice i was really honestly skeptical about new some york moonshine from new york from yankee land you ever seen pictures of uh barbecue from brooklyn no, is it hilarious? Well, sometimes, I mean, listen, you can get good barbecue anywhere. It's crazy yeah. when people say you can't get, you know, barbecue or Mexican food or pizza. Like, you usually find those things at anywhere. It's summers. Yeah. But also, 
there are some hipster joints where it's just like come on a couple dude. of dry ass looking slices of uh <laughs> of brisket or something yeah some come brisket on, that man. just looks overcooked and bad looking mac and cheese Ugh. yeah bless her hearts yeah you can't you can't be going to those places but yeah i i think this is uh this is probably better is than proper. a lot of the stuff you can get from proper distillers around here now it actually is backwoods they, they'll beat the pants off that for sure. Yeah, I've had some homebrew stuff yeah. that is the devil yeah. and amazing. I've also <laughs> yes. had some stuff that's fucking garbage. Oh yeah, where it's just like, oh god, is this motor oil? <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking gasoline. Again, yeah. stuff that really tastes like, like oh, I, I taste a, a hint of Dotson in the radiator this was distilled <laughs> yeah. in. People really do that. By they the do, way, they do. Yeah, no, that, I mean, uh, a radiator can contain boiling shit. Yeah, that's what it's made to that's do. That's what it's for. If, you, if you're trying to distill, why not? You already got the Datsun anyway. Yeah. Now, you, you know? do want to clean that out. You don't want antifreeze in your... <laughs> but that's what'll make your customers go blind. That's what'll blind them, yep. That's true, man. This is good shit. Yeah, I like that I'm enjoying that, man. Okay, Um, as far as the cast goes, I think that's most of the major players yeah. that we got. Not a huge cast in this movie no, overall. No, it's pretty small, surprisingly. I mean, like, you know, a lot of background characters. The town feels real. It like, does. It does. It does. Uh, it's called Pico Mundo, Fake Town, obviously, but like it feels real. It it's got a good like uh, depth to it. Like when they go into the mall, you it feels like a real mall, and you kind of feel like the the town uh, would have that consistency of people in this mall. Like it just kind of all works perfectly yeah, for me. Totally. That that. I mean, that's kind of why I keep complaining about the excessive narrative and the, uh, you know, character just telling us exactly what's happening all the time. Town's put together well enough. Yeah, I don't don't need further explanation. I'm interested in the characters. Like, let me see them act and guess what's going on. And then you reveal through actions. That's fine. And then it's like, oh, fuck, cool. Like, I would have liked that more. Though, again... I don't hate this movie. <laughs> I know, man. And, you know, again, like I said, it's like Kate and I are watching through Supernatural, like, right now. We're on, like, yeah. season two of Supernatural. And I see so many common threads here where it's like, it's pretty people fighting ghosts and hates and boogers and stuff. I and, love that concept. And I don't have to, like, concentrate concentrate while I'm yeah. watching it. And that's fine. And there's little quips and funny stuff every yeah. now and then. And, hell, I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. It's I, a fun watch. It's a fun watch. It's also not overly long. An hour 30, uh, which, you know, especially if you uh, are really considering, I, I I know they had to be considering a franchise because it ends with him walking out of the desert and looking over Las Vegas, which is unrelated to the movie we just watched. I know, which right? Which is indicating that he's used his powers. We'll talk about his powers. <laughs> but <laughs> he's used powers. his powers that lead him to where he needs to be psychically. For chapter two. For chapter two. So well, it's, honestly, it's clear they set up. It's more, it's more like chapter 10 of his story. Yeah. And I will say that is something that I think that the movie does very well is just drop us into the story where like. Right. It's been happening. It's already gone. This is not the origin of this superhero. Yeah. This is the superhero in action. Yeah. He doesn't see this clear demon and is like, what the hell is this? He's like, oh, yeah, it's a Bodoc. Also, I'm already friends with the police chief. Also, I've already solved like a million murders like this. Right. Um, also, I just fucking whipped the damn dog shit out of this guy ECW style at a yeah. pool party full of supermodels in the first what five minutes What was that guy going to do when he grabbed the kid? I know, right? Was he, he like, just like, I'm going to get one go, last murder in. Got to kill one more kid. 
get your pull. Like, I don't know what the fuck he was, was going so after. Weird. But was also, weird. like, I mean, Odd put him in that situation to be able to do Like, th- there's this does a good job accidentally of showing why vigilantes are bad. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of personal property destruction. There yeah, with these yeah, a lot of personal property destruction. A lot of people put in danger for no real reason, except that he wanted a dramatic opening to a movie. Uh, I I think his powers need to be discussed because they are basically whatever the plot needs to him to be able to do. I'm kind of thinking that the people that wrote the newest Star Wars trilogy were like, you know what? <laughs> yes. That's what force powers are the like. The force powers are whatever, whatever. you need to yeah. be to and move wh- the story along. One of his particular powers is psychic mag- magnetism, magnetism yeah. which is it draws him to where the plot is. It lets me see the next page of the script. Yeah. Is the power. <laughs> and then I walk to it. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. What do you know? <laughs> what? That is a really fun way just to get to the next scene. It you know, like it's like it's it's obvious Dean Kuntz has a formula and a style and an audience. So like he has nailed exactly what he wants out of this. He knows that he wants a character. To get to certain set pieces, and then he was like, I'm going to give him the power to get to set pieces. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And he, he, knows, he knows his audience isn't going to be like, no, they're going to be like, oh, good. I didn't have to read too much to get to the next action thing. How does he get there? He's got the power. He's got the power. What else do you need to <laughs> yep. know, plebe? Come on. Yeah, he his powers really are just convenience, but sometimes I need to remember something and be able to zoom in on specific details from my memory. <laughs> Maybe that's your that. power. He does that. Just okay. All cool. Right. You can very well remember every single thing that ever happened to you. I guess so. Okay. Sure. I don't yeah. know. I mean, like... I'm not complaining too much, honestly. I, I guess there's no, like, parameters they've set out. Like, it's not like he got bit by a fucking radio- right. radioactive psychic, and he only inherited <laughs> psychic powers. <laughs> I want to see that, though. I want to That's a trauma psychic movie. Psychic man. I'm pretty sure it's a trauma movie. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> got bit by a radioactive, radioactive psychic. Radioactive psychic, yeah. <laughs> so there's never really anything that's, like, spelled out, but it does a lot of times just seem to be like, well, for convenience sake, now he does this. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, I just feel like, uh, again, that that could be worked out more easily over six episodes of a show. A show. Totally, yeah. man. Yeah. So, you, oh, my powers are developing. What the hell is this thing? Yeah. Now I can do this? What? And also, I, I mean, I know Dean Koontz just couldn't possibly deal with this uh though he has written uh prequel novellas he's written two of those so Whoa. maybe he did deal with this where he's actually dealing with the repercussions of being odd oh the title of the movie the name of the main character i see dealing with the repercussions of being odd where maybe he goes to the police chief and says these things are going to happen and the police chief doesn't believe him because it's weird for you to know these things Awful are going to happen. strange of you to say that, son. Yeah. But no, we get thrown into the middle where it's like, no, 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 we're past all the story. We're just to the episodes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that some of the stuff they deal with as far as like some of the mythology in the movie is, is cool. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I love the fact that the ghosts, for example, 
they can constantly change their physical appearance. Right. Like one scene, they're wearing normal clothes. The next scene, it's like the clothes they were wearing when they died, and they're super right. bloody, and they got bullets. It's kind of how they shit. communicate, too, because they can't speak. Yeah, I like that yeah. aspect, too, where it's like the dead can't speak. The dead can't just tell me, yeah, this guy fucking killed me. Mm-hmm. They can just lead you to it and show you to it and kind of mouth things. I like that idea that they're kind of like whispering to you beyond the veil. Yeah. They can't quite make it through. That's nice. Yeah, that that actually adds impediments to the story that are surprising to me, again, in a, a movie that constantly tells you everything. Yeah. Adding that little impediment makes it more interesting, like... He just needed a few more impediments, I think, for the first movie. Yeah. For the rest of the franchise, you don't have to. Like, you could just be like, he's established. It actually kind of reminds me of the... I haven't read the Jack Reacher novels, but it reminds me of the Jack Reacher movie where Jack Reacher is just constantly right. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and there's a woman nearby always to tell him how good he's doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> What a life. Like it's just like that's the dream, dude. Who is this for? But I I know who it's for. It's for the people who that's the dream for. Ah, that sounds great, dude. Yeah, I'd love to be right about everything, and, and a the, woman to tell me I'm right <laughs> about everything. And at the end of the day, guns and whiskey. Yep, exactly. Mm. And I beat people up with my poo poos. <laughs> they say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I, I, I do like some of the mythology. I think yeah, that some too. of that stuff is is kind of cool. Yeah. And also, too, like, it was kind of a surprise for me where it was just like, oh, my God, that entire, you know, thing that happened when they were having their green screen picnic at the top of a chapel for some <sighs> The green screen reason? was the, uh, yeah, I don't know why they went to the top of a chapel, but the for green screen was the mind-blowing part That was me. the mind-blowing part, yeah. Like, you couldn't just, like, you don't even need the green screen. You just find a gazebo in nature that has any sort of view and pretend it's the top of the tower. They walk to the stairs. Now they're here. Yeah. That is kind of all you need to know, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But like, I liked how that scene sort of played out and then you're like, oh, actually I never heard Fungus Bob talk that entire time. Right. All that shit was Poltergeist and only he was seeing it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of a fun reveal to me. I thought that yeah. was pretty neat. That was. That was good. I think, yeah, I think throughout there's enough to keep you interested even if you are questioning all the things I keep questioning. Because mm-hmm. I didn't struggle to rewatch it each time. I just got angrier and angrier at the obvious things. Word. But that, again, if if this had been a franchise, I probably w- would watch a sequel. I'd, I'd probably watch the next sequel, too. Like I would watch I'd a series of yeah. Anton Yolo. Yeah. Like... You know, finding ghosts, finding yes. their killers, uh-huh. and all that stuff. Yeah, I'd watch that. If this entire, you know, movie was 45 minutes and it was just the first five minutes of the movie where it's the little girl oh, yeah. and stuff. That's uh, fine. Yeah, I would be like, okay, cool. I'll yeah, watch monster this. Monster of the Week type of thing. Yeah, give yeah, me that. That's, that's great. You know, I'm I would totally watch that. Uh-huh. Overall, it just seems like it is begging to be a series to me. It is begging yeah. to be a series of graphic novels or a Monster of the Week kind sure. of show. Uh, it is kind of like what would happen if a Buffy or a Charmed got a movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously Buffy had a movie, but you know, well, you know damn well yeah. what I mean. If the people who made the show made a Buffy movie. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It kind of feels like that to me. Yeah. Pretty people, monsters, haints, boogers, powers, a little bit of comedy. Yeah. A little bit of hotness. Whatever. It's It's got all the good elements, especially for what I think it's... M- it's more accurate 
to say this is a paranormal action movie um, than a horror movie. That's Even though an it does have, yeah. it does have, I think, enough elements to be a horror movie. It a paranormal action movie. It is full of action. You know what this is? This is a way, way, way better version. And it's not really a fair comparison because it came before it. It is a way better version of John Dies at the End. Oh, yes. It's almost the same shit. Holy shit, it is almost the same shit. Yeah. But okay. John Dies at the End is like way less charismatic than this. Yeah, but it's got its good... We- John Dies at the End has more character to it. This like it's strips wackadoo. away some of the character because, again, that Dean Koontz is like if you stripped away all of Stephen King's character, which is... I was thinking about this like... We love Stephen King despite all of his flaws and weirdness. Sure. But it's actually because of his flaws and weirdness. We like that little weirdo in Maine just sitting up there being like, I used to do a bunch of coke and now I uh, write uh, stories about uh, dark towers. Like, (laughs) we like that he's just a weirdo like us. He's a horror weirdo. There's always something about that bar that makes you go, I could do this. Yeah. But Dean Koontz is like, he strip all the weirdness out, make yeah. it real straightforward and real like simple and like nobody's going to get too confused about the book. And it's like, I think as, as horror weirdos, we we grew up being weirdos. We don't want it to be that normal. We don't want it to be that strictive character. We yeah. want it to have some like weird, we want it to be like, you know. Odd. Odd. <laughs> odd. <laughs> Please. Yes. So yeah, I think I think Dean Koontz is always kind of missing that, and this is probably his best effort ever, and this is the best adaptation of anything he's done I've ever seen. Okay, so that that's good. Yeah, that's a that's a positive. And overall, I think it's uh, it's very watchable. I'm it not is, complaining man. about like I know that we complained about a lot of stuff, yeah. but at the end of the day. I'd watch this again. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's like if I was just like, you know what? I've got more than enough time to watch an episode of Supernatural. Maybe I'm working on like making a YouTube thumbnail. I want to have something on that I'm familiar with. That's right. just like kind of fun and funny and I can listen to it. Yeah. And that'll tell and me the story while that. I make this thumbnail or practice guitar or restring a guitar or whatever. Yeah. It is kind of tailor made for that. I, I almost wonder if there is at any point a an absolutely visual thing that happens in the movie that isn't then immediately described by someone in dialogue or in narrative. Like, it feels like there's no point where somebody's like, look at this, and then the person looks at it, and then they both just kind of nod. Uh-huh. There's none of that. There's no moment where if you were looking away doing something else that you'll miss anything. Are you saying that you think this movie may have been covertly funded underground, under the table, by Big Blind. Listen, I didn't want to talk about this, but yeah, blind people are trying to they're trying to pass their agenda. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Which is, of course, all auditory. All blind, all blind people. Uh-huh. That's what they want. That's their final agenda. Hey, you know what you don't need to do? Look at it. You know. <laughs> you know what you don't need? Looking at it. They do say that. If you're in a big blind meeting and you're like, look, guys, no. they immediately, no, they beat the shit out of you if they Don't can find it. you. No. Don't yeah. need it. Dare to, if Daredevil's there, you're fucked that day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Your ass is getting fucked. That, that guy's beat. A, oh, by the way, uh, Kevin Feige 
uh, confirmed that uh, uh, Daredevil will be played by Charlie Cox in the MCU. Oh, fuck, he yeah. Did, he didn't say when that would happen, but he did confirm Charlie Cox. So, fuck yeah. I'm hella on board for that. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Nice. But, you know, this is kind of tailor-made for something where it's just like, you know what? Maybe I'll do some other stuff. I want to have something on. Yeah. It's kind of horror, supernatural adjacent. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah. I had a good time watching this. Again, I know that we just sat here and, and probably did complain about a lot of shit. And I did say I cried every time. Exactly. There so. is that. <laughs> and again, uh, Anton is a super charismatic, super He's charming so guy. Uh his girlfriend. Well, oh, man. I know, right? Yeah, I forgot. Fucking for 27. Yeah. Way sucks. too young, man. This, this, I mean, it should be mentioned, though there's not much to say about it, but there is a scene three minutes in where he almost gets hit by a Jeep. I and know. it's like, that's oh, fucked up. It's just, I know. They, but the, again, he was alive and well when this came out. Yeah. Like, there's no way to have known that. But it, yeah. watching it now, it's just like your heart kind of sinks. Like, Cruel oh, Quinky Dink, man. Yeah. It really, really is. Uh, but it is fun. And I enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, it's like, all the shit talking is kind of the result of the fact that like we're dudes doing a podcast and that's yeah, we to have do. to have something to say about it. Yeah, and, and shit just, talking is fun. Shit talking is. I mean, I, I wonder about <laughs> this. people. People say they want us to talk about Chopping Mall, and the only thing it's a I, ten. The only thing I imagine, I think we've had episodes like this where it's me pointing out all of its flaws and you going, "Yeah, but it's cool though." But it's sick. For two hours. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Dude, the Wraith. I just can't imagine. The Wraith is a 10. I can't imagine. <laughs> we'll have to get real drunk. Dude, I mean, I, Wraith <laughs> drunk is a fucking level. Yeah. That's a fucking that level. That Wraith episode, we were blasted. I Holy was shit. goddamn destroyed, man. <laughs> but yeah, Choppy Mall, the best. Yeah, we'll the put it up. We'll pu- listen, we got January yeah. coming up. Yeah, we'll, we'll we put do. It, and we'll have a vote. Chopping Mall will be in vote it. If y'all want Chopping mall. mall, we'll do it. You do, and I know you do, and that's why you're going to vote for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Listen, I'd love to talk about it. Yeah, you would. There's robots in it. And y'all would love to listen to it. <laughs> so, Chopping Mall, for sure, in January. But, you know, again, I, I had a fun time watching this. I really did. Like, yeah. I went in being like, I've never really heard anything about this movie. Same. Yeah. I watched a trailer for it before we started the movie, and even the trailer was kind of ambiguous, which is like, he sees dead stuff right there's things anyway odd thomas and i was like i don't really know what this is about but i like the cast hmm. okay so when did i went into it like not expecting anything not knowing anything about it and i was like oh this was fun actually yeah. like i i enjoyed this movie mm-hmm. so i can't even say that i'm mad about it despite its flaws despite the things that could have made it better yeah sure there's things that could have made it better but I still had a pretty good time watching it. This is kind of like a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah. I was almost kind of thinking, like, do we do a preview palace about movies that we didn't know anything about but kind of discovered through doing the podcast? Oh, that's not a bad idea. We I know, do right? That sometime. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this movie would kind of fit into that because mm-hmm. I did like it. And uh, and honestly, too, I'll tell you, like, the, the big heartstrings for me about this uh, were that this this is a movie that uh, our, good, our good buddy, rest in peace, Brandon Suttles had talked about. Brandon enjoyed this movie. Okay. And to me, just sitting there watching this movie the entire time, I was like, this is a Brandon movie. Yeah, I see why Brandon liked it. it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because Brandon loved stuff that was off the beaten path. Yeah. Kind of odd, kind of quirky, kind Mm -hmm. of like fun and nonsensical. And uh, 
this movie just reminded me of Brandon. Yeah. Okay. So it, it just kind of automatically gets an automatic, you know, bunch of bonus stars for me right. because it reminds me of my buddy. And uh, so I give it some bonus credit for that. I'll admit there's sentimentality. What is that the word? Sen- sentimentality. 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 If I'm going to slap a number on this thing, I'm not going to go fucking hardcore. I'm going to say this is like five and a half. Okay. That's fair. Above average. Above average. I'm going to go a little below that and say four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. I uh, I do think people are going to enjoy watching it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, when Pretty it comes people. to like thinking about it, I recommend not doing that. Like, yeah. 100%. Like, Better to not do a podcast about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, like seriously though, if you're a type of person who watches movies on your phone, this is perfect. Totally, dude. If I was on an airplane and I watched this movie, fuck I'd be yeah, like, you'd have this a fucking, fucking blast. Great. They'd I'd, be coming in with the like announcements and stuff. You're not missing anything. I'd like, be drunk as hell. Yes. <laughs> Sir, do you want another ginger ale? Yeah. yeah. To mix with this fucking Jim Beam <laughs> fuck I brought. Yeah. Hell yeah. Why not? So yeah, I would uh, I would definitely recommend it for that kind of watch. Yeah, me too. Like if you're the kind of person that's just like I'm starved for a fucking A twenty four ass fucking oh, this hereditary level. No, 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 of course not. Yeah, or if you again, if you just like action horror, this is there. Like this you is could. right in that level. This yeah. is good action horror. It's it, I I I didn't count, but I'd swear there are at least fifteen like action set pieces that have like tons it just keeps happening yep. there's always something like each scene is like more and more action and that that's just fun and it doesn't have to like the the thing that i think would have saved it for me is if they cut out most of the narration like i i think you need some of it like some of the background stuff that he gives that they don't show yeah uh, I think you need some of it, but I think if you cut a lot of it and let people just think about what they're seeing visually, they'd figure it out. They'd figure it out. Yeah. It's not that complicated. I think so. Man. Yeah, I think so. Well, I look forward to hearing what you guys think about this one. So be sure to let us know over on our Instagriddles and Facebook pages mm-hmm. at and Dead Lovely Pod, yeah. Linktree forward slash Dead Lovely Dead and Lovely. We're there. You can definitely find us there. Also, if you enjoy the show and want to say thanks for all the. I mean, Jesus Christ, at this point, thousands of hours of literally free content that we put out. Holy crap. Support us on the Patreon. Yeah, oh yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Yeah. Head on over there, become a patron on any level. You get access to our uh, Patreon exclusive episodes of uh, TV Test Pilots, where we talk about the first episode of a show that one of us hasn't seen. Uh, Also, if you become a $5 patron, you get to submit a movie into the smoking bolt, then we pull out of that smoking bolt, then we review that movie at the end of the month. That's right. It's awesome. That's the main attraction. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So be sure to support us over there. And uh, rate and review on Apple Podcast. Just takes a second. Makes a difference. I saw like a, a big bump in reviews in November. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right when um, Wyclef Jean got back. Oh, <laughs> Wyclef told people to review, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing I wonder about that. Uh-huh. Wyclef, he'll be gone till November, right? right. Where we, Where was he? Was he taking care of Billy Joe Armstrong? Yeah, who he was waking up when September ended. So then Wycliffe took a month off. He's got to chill. It's a big job. It's a big job. Got to decompress. You basically just have to sit around and make sure no one hurts Billy Joe. Yeah. But he's he's awakening. There's a lot of people trying. He's in the warm liquid goo phase. Yes. He's coming back out of it. Okay, so he's gone till November. This is the Gremlins paradox. Don't feed him after midnight until when? Oh, 
So he's gone till November. When did when? he leave? When did when did this? You started your your little journey, and it ends in November. When does he leave again? And yeah, do, are you just here November first, and then you're out again? He's peacing out again? Are you here till probably there till Thanksgiving? Hangs At out least, with the family. Yeah, hit the major holiday. Yeah. I mean, he gets his own hotel room. He's not staying with everybody. Oh, no. He's not yeah. going to intrude or anything like that. Right. But then also, too, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, biggest travel day of the year. So maybe he's oh, there yeah, the no. Monday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, no. Yeah, Wyclef's going to wait till Monday. Okay, but then he's gone again? Oh. Well, and does he get to return? Mm. I know, right? Wow. Don't feed him after midnight. Wyclef. But you can start feeding him know. again until when? Like. Yeah, I know Wyclef listens. Like, please let us fucking know. One time. Two times. <laughs> I get it, man. Uh, but yeah, review on the Apple Podcast makes a big old difference to us. And be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be talking about a little cream bus. Yeah. Horror movie. Merry Creatmas. We're going to be talking about Better Watch Out. Better Watch Out. Fun one. Man. Well, fun is uh, one way to put it. Well, you know. But yes, good... Uh- I think if you haven't seen Better Watch Out and you're a Christmas horror person, which I am, I love Christmas horror totally. so much. Yeah, Better Watch Out, put it on your list, watch that shit. I, I'm not gonna say too much about it, but uh, we'll say too much next week. Yeah, I'm giving it a thumb up already. Yeah, that's right. I enjoyed it as well. So be sure to tune next week. We'll be talking about that one. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate all of the uh, listens, follows, subscriptions. Oh man. All that kind of jazz. Oh, seeing everybody's, uh, you know, Spotify uh, reviews with oh, us man. as their number one podcast. That was oh, really yeah, nice. Dude. We're still Continue getting some of those trickling those. in and stuff. It, it's cool, man. It's yeah, really dude. nice. Yeah, post those up. We'll repost them and stuff for you if you tag us on the Instagram yeah. and all that jazz. Uh, but it is really, really cool to see us cool. fucking crushing the competitors. <laughs> That's what's happening. Fucking under our boot. I like Ooh, it. Ooh, take that, um, cereal. Suck it, Mark Marin. Ooh, boom. Take that. Comedy bang, bang. Chew on my uh, penis, Joe Rogan. Yep, Joe Rogan. Uh, do that, in fact. A chew on my elk meat, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> right? Eat my meat or take a seat. That was a game we played last week. Oh, okay. You weren't here. Wait no. till you hear it. You'll like okay, it. Okay, <laughs> I'll tune in for that one. And I hope you guys tune in next week to the newest installment of Drang and Largely. Here with the host at the most, it's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. Me, Hollywood Steve. You guys have been great. We've been done lovely. Bye. Talk to you later. You know when you're driving down to Chattanooga? Mm-hmm. Here, Car driving. Here Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Along the way, you'll see a big-ass cross. Oh, yeah. That's where they crucified Just, Paul Bunyan. For that's sins. right. That's where they got rid of his ass. Mm-hmm. Finally, for his fucking beliefs. You know what Paul Bunyan <laughs> told us all to love each other, didn't you? Fuck that guy. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> you see those all over the place, too. I've seen big-ass crosses in all sorts of Texas, et cetera, yeah. just driving across the country. Uh, and you ever think about that big old Jesus down in Sao Paulo with the arms out, basically a cross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about the damn vampires that are coming. Oh, that they had shit. to build these crosses that big, that <laughs> that big at least. Holy moly! Because a regular cross, that's about face size on a vampire. Sure. If this is face size on a vampire, we're fucked. Oh my goodness gracious! I'm just saying, build bigger crosses. Yeah. We got to get these bastards. They're coming. Big vampires require big solutions. <laughs>
We need the bigger crosses. Get us a space cross. That's what I want. Yeah. Ooh, that would space be good. Space cross. Trump International Space Cross. Trump International <laughs> Space Cross. By the way, that sounds like something that we will hear is I was going to say, this sounds realistic. Yeah. Highly We're realistic. We're going to hear Elon Musk and Trump uh, and Jeff Bezos have all worked together. <laughs> yeah. To create this monstrosity. The International Space Cross. And then we'll all be laughing at them until one day we see a giant Galactus vampire coming yeah. towards us and then see it run oh, away. Oh, nope, sorry, sorry. Wrong Oops, place, wrong sorry. place. Wrong turn. The space cross. Gotta turn it around here. <laughs> oh, it burns, it burns, it burns, it burns. <laughs> also, the sun's out. <laughs> Silver Surfer didn't tell me oh, about shit. this. <laughs> These are big problems. We gotta, are. We gotta think about this stuff. It's true. <laughs> Looks like we got them levels over there. We're leveling. These levels are level. Things that sound country. Country stuff. Stuff about corn. And some beer. I love my girlfriend. She's my wife. But I'm cheating <laughs> on her with her sister. <laughs> Who's her mom? <laughs>